live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. SEN track dial right across the country and a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. Massive show coming your way on a Monday. We'll relive a wonderful Caulfield Cup, one of the best Caulfield Cups I've seen for quite some time. It was without a fight that was in for the fight to take out this year's Caulfield Cup in a terrific battle there at that home straight. And he was mighty in victory. What a training performance as well by Anthony and Sam Freeman to get this horse to win second up in a Caulfield Cup. West Wind Blows was enormous back in second. And would you believe that he can't compete in a Melbourne Cup because he's had two runs in Australia. So that makes him ineligible for a Melbourne Cup because of the new rules with the criteria regarding the safety of the Cup. But, so he can't run in the Cup, but he can run in the Champion Stakes. So work that out. So West Wind Blows was sensational. I thought Gold Trip was terrific under the big weight. The big question is, can he win a Cox Plate on the quick backup after such a tough run in a truly run Caulfield Cup with top weight? Romantic Warrior worked the house down, they tell me, at Mooney Valley under J-Mac this morning. So we'll preview a little bit of the, the Cox Plate as well with our Monday breakdown team. And weren't they on fire? They're our weekend preview team as well. Mickey Gannon, Dean Watling and Mitchie Lewis. But Dino and Mitchie had an absolute dead set filler. I had text messages coming onto my phone left, right and centre on a Saturday afternoon. It was getting out of control. They were just tipping winners each and every race with their specials. So we'll chat about all of the features at Caulfield. Palmetto caused a bit of an upset there in the Five Diamonds prelude. King of the Castle was winning a big dance wild card. We had a little bit of an upset there in the Geelong Pacing Cup and some terrific chasing action as well. So... It doesn't get any bigger as we get set for a massive week. It's Cox Plate Week. And this is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on this Monday. Brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. But let's get stuck into our Monday show. It's now time for the Monday Breakdown with Dean Watling and Mick Gannon. DeanWatling.com, hello to you. Happy Monday, mate. Yeah, happy Monday, fellas. Uh, Gareth. Mickey Gunner, Mitchie Lewis, what an outstanding weekend. I think we've been absolutely blessed as racing fans and punters over the last two weeks. And it kicks on this week, Fox Plate to come, boys. So um, outstanding weekend and can't wait to review it. Only the biggest week of the year, nearly last week, and Mickey Gannon decides to leave us. Hello to you, Mickey. Good morning. Uh, yes, morning, G. Morning, Mitchie. Morning, Dino. Yeah, I had a uh, less important Caddy. things to do, unfortunately. But um, How did you go, mate? Missed... Did, you hit, did, you hit, did you hit them well? No, it was, it was appalling for me. I think I finished about 42nd out of 60, so I was really disappointed, G. Okay, mate. But you know what? We love you, and we'll stick we'll, we'll stick by you through thick and thin. Don't worry about that. Thanks, And brother. next time we'll be out there and we'll cheer you on. Yes, we'll, we'll love it. We'll bring a bit of a cheer squad. And Mitchie Lewis <laughs> is the king of the mount. There's no doubt about that. He was dominating on Saturday. Like Dino, he was tipping winners for fun. Arkansas kid, about $18. Rotar Ataki. I just keep on naming them as I say hello to you, Mitchie. Morning, G. Morning, boys. Yeah, it was a very good weekend. It was good to be a part of. And it's like we're just getting started in the spring, aren't we? Plenty of good racing still to come, too. All right, then let's relive the feature event on Saturday, the first of the big grand slams of the Melbourne Spring. It was the Carlton Draft Caulfield Cup. 
breakups coming on. So too West Wind blows without a fight's the widest. Gold Trippers tracking into it. Needs a run though. Right you are who you're mild into the straight from Valiant King. West Wind blows break up. They were followed by Bois Daljon without a fight and Gold Tripper running on. West Wind blows at the 200 without a fight runs on. Lays in on top of Gold Trip. West Wind blows 100 to go without a fight coming at it without a fight. West Wind blows the hit in unison without a fight. Without a fight won the Caulfield Cup. Narrowly from West Wind blows and Gold Trip. Fourth right you are with Bois Daljon. Followed then by Valiant King. So Sultan. without a fight Break waiting for Sam and Anthony Freeman. Let's hear listen to Sam Freeman after he took out the Caulfield Cup with without a fight. What a training performance as was it was as well. Second up in his preparation to do what he did there on Saturday. Yeah, no, look, it's been a it's a special day. Um, Got to say, a particular thank you to Sheikh Mohammed Obaid who you know made the right call to send the horse out in the first place, and he left him out here. Um, and what a call, you know, he's he's pulled the right rein. The horse is brilliant on top of the ground, and. Um, all the staff at home, they've done a terrific job. Particularly thank you to Mornington Racing Club. They've um, given us access to the course proper as much as we needed. We obviously went from the 1800 to the mile and a half, and um, oh, he's just a good horse. He is a good horse. They went, what, 226.45 over the 2,400 metres, Mickey Gannon. It was some spectacle. That's what they call a proper race with the best horse winning. Spot on. And you had, uh, you know, Waterhouse bought horses out in front setting a speed and just a real, real genuine staying test. How good was Gold Trip from back in the field, G? Yeah, he was sensational. He had 58 and a half on his back, and to do what he did wow. was terrific. Even Sol- What does he carry in the Melbourne Cup, G? He carries the same weight. Okay. Yeah. So, and I thought Sulkin was pretty good. He was never going to win. So, because no. they, they never stopped running, when you miss the kick by six lengths, you're in all sorts of trouble. We'll start with without a fight. Um, he was second up. In a Caulfield Cup, he comes off the Underwood Stakes. He misses the Turnbull. So it was an interesting preparation. He now goes to a Melbourne Cup. Um, we'll go with you first of all, Dean Watling. Your thoughts on without a fight? Is is he going to be awfully hard to beat in a Melbourne Cup? Or are you looking outside of this race for the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, there's still a lot to play out. Obviously, he's due to get a probably a penalty in the Cup for winning the Caulfield Cup as well. So there's a little bit more to play out, I'm guessing. But he was only second up, like you mentioned, Gareth. And I just want to do a massive uh, congratulations to the training partnership of this. He was a phenomenal training performance. He won the Q22 back in Brisbane in the winter and they prepped him up, set him for this race. Uh, like you mentioned, he was great first up um in the underwood stakes and then he's had that tick over trial between it and he was absolutely spot on there was some different reports of him in the yard and it was interesting to listen to mark zara post race he suggested that that lameness issue on thursday is just purely the way the horse trots up and the camp had absolutely no issues at all so that's maybe a key learning we can take out of it if he does present similar um lameness in the week of the cup or a week of a race he goes to maybe we just push that to the side but phenomenal train performance and there's no surprise, fellas, that when we get a proper tempo, it's no fluke that the best horses turn up and put their hand up. So phenomenal train performance, yeah. uh, phenomenal win, and I think you can't argue with being with him moving forward, especially with the, the weight probably he gets off Gold Trip still. So this is trying to understand profiles of horses, Mitchie Lewis. Sheikh Mohammed Obeyed is a, a big racing lover. He's got so much success over in the UK, and he's got some big numbers in the UK, and he's just starting to get his, his feet into Australian racing. He planned out this preparation. He told the Freemans, no, I don't want you to go to a Turnbull Stakes. I want you to miss the Turnbull Stakes and just prepare him second up. 
And then when we had the the this or the the reports there from the Victorian vets later on the week, we we started probably guessing ourselves a little bit with without a fight, and he got out to a big price in the end, Mitchie. Yeah, I like Dino touched on. I thought it's full credit to the training performance. There's, I heard a lot of interesting points. I listened to Sam Friedman talk as well. They've they've just constantly kept him in work since Queensland. So he's obviously just super fit. So in the end, the the planning of it has been you know second to none, and it set him up perfectly to peak in this race. And there were a lot of key factors that won him the race as well. I also thought Mark Zara's ride was something. Yeah. Brilliant as well. If you watch the overhead, um, he's kept his old mate Gold Trip stuck in a little pocket there just as Gold Trip was winding up and then he's taken off and left him for dead. So just a little bit of nous there as well in the ride as they were sort of coming into the straight has set him right up as well. So it's full credit all round for that team for sure. And full credit to my mate Jamie Spencer too, Mickey Gannon, because I thought after he missed the kick slightly with West Wind Blows, he gave him a peach. In fact, Zara, Spencer and Mallum, the three individuals that you would love to go for a party with all delivered on the big stage. And that's what you love. You, you play hard, you work hard, and they, they didn't let their connections down there on Saturday. No, he rode a very good race, Jamie Spencer. It was good. He finally packed his compass and it was good to see. Um, interesting, like, yeah, I just I found the race really interesting. I, I, what I will say, though, is that the Victorian stewards agreed me up because Dino and I did a, a Monday All-In show and I was very keen on without a fight. Okay. And then, of course... It's not the stewards, t- it's the vet. Oh, the vet. My apologies, yeah. Victorian stewards. The vet has grabbed me up. What I would like is better communication between the vet steward and trainers to say, hey, this is how the horse strides. This is his footage of how the horse has done this in the past. Let's get that communication piece. It's the same with things like synthetic hoof filler. Let's tell us the amount of synthetic hoof filler that's, in, that, that's going in. We need to know more information as punters because that in itself has, has dropped turnover on the race. Yeah, it's it's and Sam Freeman mentioned that's this that's just the horse when he trotted up the other day and they had to explain that to the vet. And so you nearly have to and I think a few of the trainers and connections these days are basically taking footage of horses from a young age just to say, hey, hang on a sec. This is this is how the horses trotted up since day one, basically, especially the international horses. But they knew what they were doing. He was in for the fight and he, he delivered a knockout punch to defeat West Wind Blows, who, so without a fight for the Melbourne Cup, is at $8. You got Vorben at $8.50, Gold Trip at $8.50, Solcom at 9 And we'll get to break up. We'll have a chat about the Japanese horse while we're on the Melbourne Cup market with Bet365. I thought he was definitely a pass mark. I don't think he really handled Caulfield, Mitchie Lewis. And I think he's a horse that you can follow going to a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, I gave him a pass mark as well. And particularly, I love listening to when the, the jockeys come in and explain what they thought as well. And Damien Lane said he, he maybe he made a little bit of a mistake trying to go up with that speed. And you could just see break up at the end, just sort of reaches. As they were in the straight, he's just sort of peaked on his run, hasn't he? So first up, um, off that brutal tempo, you, you, I still think it's a pass mark and yep. you can follow him into the Melbourne Cup if you came with that Japanese form for sure. Dino? Yeah, it's funny. West Wind blows, misses the kick, and it turns out to be a blessing in disguise. Lands back in the field, and then breakout begins well and probably uses up uh, a lot more juice. I think we're underrating how strongly they're going here on the data. I know it can seem a little bit strange, but they're going about 20 lengths faster than the average to the 600-meter mark. So they've flown along, similar to what Romantic Warrior did first up. I doubt it's the thing that you want first up in a preparation to get a brutal speed. 
sit close enough to it. He's always going to be a little bit flat late. So he's the one out of the race that can definitely improve off it. No, I wouldn't give up. I think Yard reporters too, Gareth, yeah. suggested he looked absolutely phenomenal. Mick? I'll be penning him. I, I hate that as a profile going towards the Melbourne Cup. That, that's a, like, that's what, just tough not a great platform. Yeah, it's not a great yeah. platform building run. Um, as a horse back in there, Duke DeCessa, that was, you know, okay through the line, but just kept grinding. I didn't mind that. I'm looking for horses that aren't that classy coming out of this race that just going to keep grinding. That want 3,200 meters. I think Duke DeCessa could be one of those. But without a fight, was so impressive, G. He's the only horse I want to really be, if I was having an early bet, it would be it. Even gold. Like, I think. I think out of a, a race like this, they can either go one way or the other. They can mm. absolutely go to different levels because they're proper horses and they've appreciated that tempo and they've come on from that or they've just completely blown up and you won't see them for the rest of the prep, Dino. Yeah, I think what they do have up their sleeve, I guess, is a little bit of a gap between runs we break up. He's obviously going to get, what, what two, two and a bit weeks off. Um, but comparatively to Romandic Warrior, who probably gets four weeks between the Turnbull. So how he preps up and uh, the mm-hmm. media around it's going to be crucial moving forward and the reports out of the stable, what he has done, Gano. Um, he could go both ways, like you mentioned. Brutal could just absolutely bottom him out or the opposite, he could come on from it. So I think that's the query. The other one I want to touch on, Gareth, and you probably will, is Sulk. And what do we do with him? He was well, we absolutely plain. We bit him because you can't keep missing the kick like that. It's like ridiculous. He, he walked Did- out. Just on, just yeah, on exactly. breakup, yeah. just on breakup, fellas. Like, if he had a turn, like half turned it up at the one fifty, I would have been okay. That's fine, but he, like at the three hundred, he was gone. Yeah, that's a, that's a real concern. Solcom, I wouldn't bid him at all. Gee, well, um, you have to in a way because he can't be five goals down at quarter time like the Tigers were on a few occasions this year. Yeah, but they won't go. The, they won't go that quick in a Melbourne as quick as this in the Melbourne Cup, oh. and he's only going to draw a middle barrier, barrier dependent for sure. But well, he did drew barrier six on the weekend. He was five. No, but in Melbourne Cup, different setup, right? They've got well, they come out of the same barriers. <laughs> yeah. He needs to fix it. It's it's well, costing it's, him. Like he's run his was... head. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get a bigger price. Yeah, well, he went. I thought he went enormous under the circumstances. What, what about Valley King, Mitchie Lewis? So then we'll get the opinions of the boys if they've got an opinion on Valley King, who who, who defeated Sulkham and break up in that race. And there's $26 with bet 365 for the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, I don't really know what to do with Valley King either. It was one that sort of spruiked my interest at the lightweight. Um, he sort of, I guess, they thought he was going to settle right back and he settled a little bit more forwards and kind of peaked on his run as well. So. I'm not 100% sure what you'd want to do with him either, but he, he's probably not one to me that I thought I saw that he was going to get the two miles. Yeah. Who Yarmel was traveling? I was thinking of you, Mickey Gannon. He's at $34 <laughs> for the Melbourne Cup. He finished 10th, beating 10 lengths in the end, or 11th. He he was even keen at stages in the middle part of that race when they were flying. Is it is it a case that 2,400 metres well and truly finds him out, or did that he was just he was too close to that hot speed and he had to, he had to fall in a hole. Yeah. I think that he had to fall in a hole. There was no other option. Um, and I think I haven't looked at the stewards report yet. haven't gone through it in enough depth, but yeah, he was so keen. And I think it was nearly at the 800 meter mark or 700 meter mark. Spirit Ridge was as well and truly in his way. It's cost him a good three or four lengths. He, he just needs, he just needs that space. So I think he'll probably get that. He'll improve. I don't think he can win a Melbourne cup, but I think he'll definitely run in the you know top, top half of the field for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Dean Yendel, we must've been blowing quite hard there at Caulfield because he just went like the clappers, Dino, <laughs> in front. He did. He did. They, which is great. I think it sets up for the best horses come over the top, but in saying that the horse is up on speed. You got to be forgiving of the, 
the thing you got to take out of it is what does it do to the horse? Um, does it bottom them out like we mentioned, or do they kick off it? So you'd love to see a gap between runs for these horses that sat up on speed. Who are Mao's perfect example? Tim Clark, I know, reading the Stewards report said he just was pretty much uncontrollably keenly in the run. So I think the biggest thing out of it is you want to see a gap between runs to get over this run um, to be backing him moving forward. So, and there, there was a little bit of uh, jostling late too, is when without a fight sort of laid in on Gold Trip, which sort of checked Valiant um, King on the inside as well as um, obviously break up. So there's a little bit to unpack out of it too, Gareth. I mean, there's a horse we haven't mentioned, Boys Diagent. Like that yes. horse was, like, it was smashed at the, well, oh, maybe 350 and it's kept going. And if it doesn't have that interference, he, he probably actually runs third. Like it goes very, very close with Winona. Like, wow. I can't see him in the market for the Melbourne Cup. Obviously he's not going there, he is he? He was finishing off strong. Like, He's had a deep preparation, so they might might be an afterthought. Maybe he wasn't even nominated for the race, Gareth. He's probably not up to that level, they'd think, but maybe off that run on the weekend, they might reconsider. We might see if Jacko can chase Annabelle Neesham's camp and see what that horse is actually mm. doing. It's 8.20. We'll have to take a break on the other side of it. I want to ask the team about Gold Trim. Can you back him in a Cox Plate next week after what you saw there in a Caulfield Cup last week? He's the second favourite for the Melbourne Cup, listening to Glenn Boss on racing.com yesterday. He's the horse that he still wants to ride in this year's Melbourne Cup. We'll also have a chat about the performance of Romantic Warrior at track work today and just touch on the Cox Plate just a little bit as uh, we get set for the greatest week in racing, many say, or for our greatest race anyway, the WS Cox Plate. This is the Monday breakdown on this Monday morning. Gareth Hall, Mickey Gannon, Dean Watling, Mitchie Lewis with you. It's 8.21. Don't go anywhere. Still plenty more to come on Giddy Up this Monday morning. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the Monday Breakdown. Gareth Hall, Mickey Gaddon, Dean Watling and Mitchie Lewis with you. Just finalising our breakdown of the Caulfield Cup. So we're just going through the Melbourne Cup market. Gold Trip 550 without a fight, $8. Sulcum $9. Break up $13. Out of those horses, who do you want to be with going to the Melbourne Cup? Mickey Gannon, are you still with um, without a fight now? Yeah, definitely would be with without a fight, G. All right, then. Dino? Yeah, I'll be without a fight. I just think the weight for Gold Trip, we saw it on the weekend, which we'll touch on in a second, but yeah, without a fight for me. All right, then. And Mitchy Lewis? Yeah, I'm I'm still interested in Gold Trip. I know what we're saying about the weight, but his sectionals, he was still the second fastest last 200 of the race. So I think if he hadn't have got held up coming around the bend by Mark Zara, potentially he would have had a lot more momentum. So I, I wouldn't quite jump off him yet. I think he's hard to beat in the Cox Plate. I, if he can back up, which he's proven that he can, he's done in the past, um, bring on that Cox Plate. He blew Romantic Warrior away in the Turnbull Stakes. He's a better horse than Alligator Blood over 2,000 metres. And now he's now at the 750. Victoria Road, 750. Fangirl, 850. Well, she'll blow up if it's a strong 2,000. Brightside into 850. Then Militarised 9 and King Colorado at $17. Can you... Is Gold Trip a better chance of winning a Cox Plate or a Melbourne Cup now, Dino? I'd say I'd be definitely in the, the camp of a Cox Plate. Just yeah. on the weight. I think on the weekend, I was against Gold Trip because of the setup. And I was sort of thinking about having egg on my face on the turn. He just travelled so well. But the telling t- uh, telling sign late was, I think, the weight to come in um, late where without a fight, West Wind Blows had the weight relief. So you look at a Melbourne Cup, he's going to carry the same kilos over further 
um, which is a concern. Whereas in a Cox plate, he gets better in at the weights. I'd suggest that that's a much better setup. The only query I have, and me and Mitchie touched on it last week on the um, breakdown, is the speed in the race. He's a horse that does need speed on to see superior turn of foot. But um, I'm firmly Cox plate over uh, Melbourne Cup for Gold Trip. Mickey Gannon? I don't really have a preference, G. I think you can win them both. Mm. I think there's far more depth to a Cox Plate, so that's going to make it a lot harder. Where there's just won't be as much depth to a Melbourne Cup. You only need sort of one or two not to turn up on the day in a Melbourne Cup, and Gold Trip will get the job done. But you've got a romantic warrior and Alligator Blood. I know you potted him, but he, oh, he seems he seems to actually be. You know, like early in the prep, G. We talked yeah. about it. He seemed like he was a, like a run below, sort of a length below his best. And then what we saw last start, maybe maybe they just hadn't had him. At full throttle. No, I love alligator blood. I and I think yeah. he's one of the stories of the spring. And he just he, he just seems to be actually back now. He's he's correct. almost back to his best. And if he is, well, he's a chance. Victoria Road, I keep hearing really, really good things. Fangirl, very short, eight fifty. Yeah. Um interested there. King Colorado, they've been really good supported support for it, G. So yeah, probably a better set up in a Cox plate if he can draw low. So we'll be at mm-hmm. the breakfast with the best or breakfast with the stars tomorrow morning live on video. Yeah. So looking forward to that. You boys can come if you want. Um, um, anytime you want. I've got a spare room these days. What about you, Mitchy Lewis? Who do you think will win the Cox plate? I'm going to wait on the draw. I'm leaning towards one of Romantic Warrior or Alligator Blood. If one of them draws low and is going to go forwards, they're the key speed influences for me. But I also like what um, Mick was saying as well. I watched, I think it's flown under the radar, that Alligator Blood did some work at Mooney Valley. I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. And the reports off that as well were just, um, Gay was glowing. So I think he's coming into this perfectly as well. I just think it's going to be one of those speed influences that controls the race. So in the champion stakes, so this is a market where you've got Alligator Blood at 650, Brightside at 650, Gold Trip 7, Victoria Road 7, Fangirl 10. West Wind Blows, we, we know he's definitely going there. He's at $4.50, which is too short because he can't run in a Melbourne Cup because you, you can only have two runs or one run leading into a Melbourne Cup because of the protocols. <laughs> But he can run. Wouldn't it be better having more runs into Melbourne Cup? I don't know. Like, but knowing could, that the horse is more sound go, because had more runs. He's got to do a CT scan once again to get to, before the champion stakes, but he can definitely run in the champion stakes. So you worked that one out. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have thought the more times you prove your fitness, the more likely you would be able to run. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. All okay. my, I think common sense is just like you got to go through the <laughs> CT scans, and if he passes the CT scan, they can run where they can they can go to the Geelong Cup, Melbourne Cup. But yeah, they, they would have done all the the research on this, and they they believe that horses that have had three runs coming off the plane are, uh, are vulnerable. So that's why I would imagine these rules are in. But it just doesn't make sense if you can run in a champion stakes. It's either one or the other. You can you can. You can't run in another race for the rest of the spring, or yep. you can run in a Melbourne Cup if you can run in a Champion Stakes. Anyway, that's another argument for another day. West well, well blo- said, G. Well said. West Wind blows four fifty. Um, he looks like we know he's going to go there anyway, so he's probably the horse to beat. But you can't take that price, can you? Um, probably not. I think the thing about him, he's going to miss all the big features, so he's probably going to be the one that's prepped up and. Maybe has more upside than most of them. Most of them will probably go over the Cox Plate Melbourne Cup and maybe back up into it. So I think that's going to play out. But I think it's too far out to have a real opinion. I think yep. a lot of these may not even go there purely on the way they pull up from their races. So I think he has advantage here with that um, setup, not going to the Cup. But yeah, hard to have an opinion this far out, G. 
Mick? Get your powder dry, and then I think Saturday afternoon you might be able to have a bet because a few of these might be in um, a bit of strife come after a, yep. the tough run Cox Plate, and they may not head there. They may be spelling. Um, that you look through this list, uh, is Gold Trip going to be there? Alligator Blood, okay. question mark. Mr. Brightside, question mark. Victoria Road might go there. Fangirl, I can't imagine she'll go there after a Cox no, they Plate. All, they all go to the Champions Mile, those horses, Brightside, yeah. Alligator Blood, and Fangirl. So he's probably $2 chance. He's probably value at the moment. So now, yeah, the more you, the, the, the more you yep. look at it, you think, well, this wait till, you know, as soon as they get over line. And, and I think when West Wind blows, it's about $4.50 is a really good, yep. will be a really good bet at that oh, stage. You make sense. I'd back him now for 50 because Gold Trip's yeah. going to a Melbourne Cup. It's madness. Yeah. That's great so who, value. So who, who, Kovalika is probably the other one that yeah, well, will go there? Please, just get on. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, hang on, three minutes ago you said no good. No, no, team. but no, this is why we this is why we're a team effort. Love because exactly. when you analyze it like that, and yeah. you've just mentioned all those horses that I should have been a lot smarter, they're all going to the champion's smile. So mm. he's a great bet. Um, what's yeah. gambling but, really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Jacko's all over it. Boys de Argent is in the paddock. So it's oh, spelling, wow. so it doesn't go any further. Yeah, long preparation. Spring. Jared Waitley, Wayne Hawks, Johnny O'Neill. It's a special means test. We'll be simulcasting once again on 11.16 with the Master G Waitley. So looking forward to that just after 10 o'clock. Gareth, just quickly, what did you think of Mark Sara? Doesn't break the whip rule Would if that horse won. Um, that's it. Well, you can never answer that question. It's the a, answer's it's a, a pineapple. Yeah. So he gets fined a lot of money. And he doesn't really get a suspension because he's suspended from the Monday to Friday between the 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 Cox Plate and Derby Day, um, this whip rule just confuses me. Like, fair enough, he gets fined, but he's broken the rule. He just didn't break the rule. He, he allowed to have five hits before the eight hundred, is it, or the nine hundred? He had nine. So yeah, he's blatantly broken the rule. But it's hypothetical. You don't know if that's that's won that horse a race or not. Exactly. Yeah. I think. Sorry, Gunnar. I think the you thing go, out mate, of it too go. is. Staying races are a different beast to other races as well. So horses come off the bit a long way out, a brutal tempo like that. We've got to take it all into account. I think common sense in the racing community, obviously he's broken the rules, but I don't think it would have changed the result in my opinion. Gunnar? I, I just, I struggle to understand why we have rules, allow them to be broken and then allow the sentences sort of like to fall into place so we can write again. Like I, I just, yeah. I don't get it. It doesn't really happen in any other sport or any other industry. I don't understand it. I don't know if it's a blight on the game as such. I just don't get it. G. It just doesn't sit right. If you're going to have them, you've got to enforce them to some level. Like what's otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. That will. It, so I've had this argument all along. If you break the rule and the jockeys know the rule, then, and if a jockey is obeying the rule, then it's unfair advantage for the punters, isn't it? Correct. Really? So um, you've either got to put a line in the sand and have these rules or don't have these rules. So um, what about the bloke that's, that's writing to the rules, gets beaten the nose and goes, well, hang on, if I had have done the, yeah. broken the rules, I could have won the race. It's a, it's a, and then and then, like, like if, you, if you disqualify the horses for breaking the rules, and then I think Rob Montgomery, the chief steward, made a really good point. Well, then if, if, you, want to pull one, if you want to pull a horse up, then you just break the rules with the whip. If you know what I mean, so th then the integrity issue comes into that. But then there's the flip side. Then there's the other integ integrity issue where you've got jockeys trying harder than others because one jockey is doing the right thing and the other jockey isn't. It so um, 
Yeah, it's it's racing. It's well, just a, it's confusing the punters at the moment. The, you, there needs to be an infliction point, right? And there needs to be something there that yep. works. So there needs to be a balance of right. The jockey loses fee, like full riding fee goes. Well, he basically did. But but and 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 the and the payment must come from jockey's set account, not from owners, not from anyone else. So the jockey takes full responsibility, comes straight from him, direct across, and we have access to make sure that money doesn't get transferred from owners, something like that. Because the, 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 the it's not the owner's fault, right? No. Well, if it's a one, th- I think he got fine one third. But if you really want to penalise a jockey of doing something like this and not doing it again, and I don't think he, like, I, it's tough on these jockeys, but. Yeah, it's either like, all right, then forget the fine. We'll give him the fine, but suspending for the Cox Plate in the Melbourne Cup. Sure, I, and I'm not, a, I'm not like this whip rule advocate, by the way. I'm just saying, if you're going to have it, you've got to kind of do something with it, right? It's an interesting one. It's a debate <laughs> that we could debate all day. Eight thirty-seven. We need to take the news. We'll come back and have a look at some of the other races there at Caulfield on a Saturday afternoon. This is the Monday breakdown. Going to be a sprint to the judge. This might suit Riff Rocket, who hooks to the middle of the course now. Then came a pullier, and back in the field is Gates. Sunsets at the 200 metres. Riff Rocket about three quarters of a length away, eating into the lead. Sunsets at the 150. Riff Rocket trying hard. Sunsets just in front. Riff Rocket won't quite get there, and Sunsets. Sunsets has lasted from Riff Rocket. Photo third of Pullier or Gates. They were followed next in the so field by that was Gold the classic, the three-year-old classic. On Caulfield Cup Day, and we had a dollar. I think it was ridiculous in the end, a dollar thirty or dollar twenty-eight. There with Bet three six five, and that was Riff Rocket. Had a chat to Macca. So James McDonald indicated he didn't really handle Caulfield. It was a slowly run race, so it was a complete forgive job for the favourite. He's still the favourite for the Victoria Derby. Will be a far better horse at Flemington. So he's at three twenty-five. Tom Kitten at five dollars. Militarised five fifty. Sunsets five fifty. Dolson at nine and King Colorado at nine. Most of those horses there in the market, I don't think we'll head towards a Victoria Derby. Um, we'll start off with you here, Mitchie Lewis. Riff Rocket, we haven't really seen him in a truly run race just yet. So he was unlucky there at Caulfield. He, he won and sprinted like a champion new market horse there at Flemington when he produced the quickest furlong, I think, for the day. Um, but do you want to take 325 in a derby for him? I'm probably waiting, but I'm still at this stage, have him on top in that derby, whether or not I can get a better price or anything like that. But yeah, I think off the slow tempo, it's not really suited him. He was still the eighth fastest last 400, 200 for the meeting. So I think going up in trip suits him. I'm not one to jump off him at this stage. I think he'll be a little bit better suited up in trip. Uh, but I, I for the derbies and the Oaks, they're not ones that I like to play in sort of early until I've got a good understanding of the fields and stuff like that. All right, then, Mickey Gannon, you're keen here, aren't you, on a derby horse? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to share it with you yet, G, but I think, uh, no, nah, just uh, look at his reaction. He's yeah. nearly fallen off his well, chair. I'm not. I, it doesn't bother me. It's the, the millions of followers that you got out there that you're just going to tease them in suspense. Mm. They're going to go, why did wow. Mickey's not telling us? It's, it'll, be out, it'll be out tonight, G. It'll be out tonight. So I, I, I'm definitely against Riff Rocket. I, I just can't possibly take three dollars twenty-five off that. Is Tom Kitten coming to the Derby, G, or is that is, uh, Tom Kitten strikes me as a horse that maybe just be a little bit too classy for a Derby? Well, I don't think they. Um, I know that their number one aims this Saturday in the Spring yeah. Champion Stakes, so that'll be his fifth or sixth run this preparation. So I don't know. If he does come to the derby, do you want to be backing him towards the back end of a preparation? And he's had a few tough runs, old Tommy boy. So, um, 
Mm. Yeah, I, I couldn't back him at five dollars at the moment. Righto, here we go. Madatsu, Victorian Derby, twenty-one dollars. I got to get the. I've, I've got to. I put out some feelers for you yesterday there, and they're yep. going to confirm with me one hundred and ten percent. So I would just hold off until. Um, Standby punters. We get the green light there, but, but looks- lining up in the Spring Champion Stakes on on Saturday, and uh, is I'd suggest that's the way it's going. And then I think we'll see him land in the Victorian Derby. It looks the horse that just is just a pure stayer. Yeah, Dino, you have an opinion here before we take a break? Yeah, I don't think you can assess Riff Rocket off that effort. They've gone ridiculously slow to the 600-meter mark. They've absolutely crawled, and it's been a pure sit and sprint. Oh, I think your sentiment's correct, Gareth. We've never seen Riff Rocket under uh, a good tempo up in front. Are we going to get that in a derby? I doubt it, and that's the concern moving forward. But um, don't sack him off that run and probably trust the SP profile moving forward. Well, will he be able to sprint? Yeah, if he, if I just he, think he's too classy for race. a derby. So he, he might want to slowly run derby. It's sort of like... These, these, this is the beauty about punting when you've got to try and work out their their capacity to to um, deal with a hot speed. And I, I guess that I know Amelia's jewel, and oh, I, I know I feel like she had excuses that day, but there's an argument where she blew up in the t- yeah. I heard Tags, the great man, the captain, talk about you know these horses, some of these horses being too classy for a derby. And it's such a good point, G, because sometimes you just need these out and out dour staying types. and I don't think Riff Rocket is that. I don't think Tom Kitten is that. And then looking at this market, Militarized, I don't think is that. Sunsets, hmm, maybe. King Colorado, no way. All of a sudden, there's not many horses left. Mm. It's an interesting one. 8.51, let's take a break. We'll talk about some of the fillies there on Saturday at Caulfield. And then came Zorian Matawai on the inside, and then came Moesha. Kawur Valant sidled up on the outside and took the front. 200 metres to go. A length and a quarter, Zorian Inhibitions and Moesha. Kawur Valant, a length, Zorian Inhibitions. Vivier late. Kawur Valant, 50 metres to go. This has been a terrific ride. And Kawur Valant wins it. Second, Vivier or Zorian, then Moesha Inhibitions from Bossy Nick. Next to Zula from Apache Song Rose of Shalar. Matawai next to finish, trailed in by Oz Emperor. It was it was Blake Shin at his best. Who would have thought from that gate he lands one one and it's game over after that, Mickey Gann. And it was the ride of the day by Blake Shin. He got in front of Inhibitions, who drew gate number two in the end. Um, and the ride won her the race, but she's flying at the moment. She'll head to a thousand guineas with Bet three six five. She's behind Arctic Glamour at four fifty, Gaher Volante at five fifty, and then Commemorative, who we'll have a chat about in just a moment, at five fifty here, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, as if there's only there's only one man that can do that job, isn't it? You know, yeah. so he's whoever he's got mapping for him, he's doing a really really good job because you had the two um, Waterhouse bot horses in the race that were going to push forward and put some speed on, and they've just read that one to a T. Super stuff. Uh, what do you do with a horse moving forward? You probably stick with it, I'd say, Jay. Yeah, thousand guineas looks tough to beat those horses. I just mentioned the market, Dan. I probably don't go to the thousand guineas, which is the 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 race now at the back end of the the spring at Caulfield. Yeah, it's an interesting setup this year with where it's placed. I think Arctic Armour goes around this weekend, potentially in the calendar Presnell. I think that's the danger, but I just want to preference how good of a win this was. I think you can look at the, the two or three horses behind her and say, oh, yes, they're running on. Maybe they could turn the tables. And you look at the data, they've gone really quick, around 10 lengths faster than the average of the six. So she sat on that speed, kicked off that speed and spanked them. So I think moving forward, She's only going to put two, three lengths more on the horses in behind her. And I think the biggest push 
is her tactical speed. Yes, yeah. it was a great ride, but in saying that, her speed out of the gate, she was out in front after sort yeah. of 100 metres, and I think that helped Blake Shin slide across. So she's got all the ingredients to be a really, really classy filly. I think she's the horse to follow out in the entire meeting. Mitchie Lewis? Yeah, I mean, I was against her because of that barrier, and like you said, the, the ride was the key that won it. So I, I did like the run of Vivier, though, the horse that finished second, closing just a little bit faster than Covalente, whether or not some things can change in the guineas and make it a little bit closer. I'm not sure, but yeah, I just thought it would pay to note Vivier's run in the last 400 was pretty good. All right, then we'll take the nine o'clock news. 0499736736. There's a host of text messages coming through. The best test text message today, if you're in the Victoria region or the Melbourne area, or you can fly to Melbourne, uh, we're giving away two tickets to join us in the Ultima Hotel tent on Geelong Cup Day. Miles Fitzner and David Taggart, who delivered a clinic yesterday on SEN Track, um, was superb listening. The boys were on fire. One of their greatest ever days. So they'll be at Geelong Wednesday afternoon. The two tickets, um, everything paid for, drinks, food, and, a, and transport. You get picked up from the Emerald Hotel at 10 o'clock and you get dropped off that night as well. So we'll give away that prize after nine o'clock. Arataki came up towards the corner from Seymajika half away. Vaults on by in plenty of air. Skewiff behind them needs a bit of luck. And in came Call Die. Madame Pomery's going to hunt the fence. Revolutionary missed to the outside from Shuffle Dancer. Wrote to Arataki, went for home at the 250. A length in front of Skewiff who persists with a run up on the inside. Wrote to Arataki about three quarters to Skewiff who has to breathe in. Then waltz on by and Call Die late. Wrote to Arataki, 50 metres to go. Packing too many punches and one wrote to Arataki has won it from Shuffle Dancer called I Madame Pomery then waltz on by and so wrote to Arataki well under Mitchie Lewis who found that Dina did you find her as well I thought she was sensational after leading all of the way but it was a Yendel special there on Saturday afternoon Mitchie Lewis with her well done to Maddie Williams and the team yeah it was a good run um I thought one one to take away from the race. He didn't have heaps to take out of it. I thought Madame Pomery was stiff there on the inside. Yep. That run just never opened up. So I think you could follow her out of that race. And Shuffle Dancer's run was pretty good as well. So I'd be interested to see where some of these go. But I don't, I don't really have stacks to take away from this one, to be honest. Sorry. Empire Rose has Amelie's jewel that won't go there. Fangirl could, but I think she'll be heading towards the Champions Mile. A Tissue at 750. Princess Grace, 750. Prowess, 750 will go there. Hope in your heart, 850. None of those horses there. You got Road Rotarataki around $17, Dino, in that Empire. Is Rose. Espiona, sorry, G, is Espiona in that market yeah, as well? I I saw that last, yeah, $13. to me, I thought that race potentially is a good one for Espiona, but yep. yeah, like I said. Yeah, well, we'll just suss that out as we get closer. Dino? Yeah, it's interesting. We've got the Invitational this weekend over the 1,400 metres. I think Magic Time, Espiona will go around in that race. Paracel as well. So interesting to learn out of that. On the race, on the weekend, I think you're a little bit sick if you're on Madame Pomery. Had absolutely no luck. And even more so, I know our mate Mickey Gunner was on call died. To land in the 1-1 and not get a shot um, mm. is a little bit sickening. But all props to Dean Yendo. I think he sums it up well. Gareth, absolutely peach out in front, rated that horse perfectly. And you don't need any luck when you lead them up. I think that's a lesson out of the race. But a couple of forgive runs and potentially follows him behind Gunner. Cool die, yeah. yes. You'll win a race yeah, I think, soon. Yeah, I think wrote to Arataki... 
we'll start too short next time. Yep. So that was Christmas. Well done to the connections. It's good to see. Called I, yeah, Luckless and Madam Pomery. Clearly, they're the two horses you want to follow and hopefully get a big price, a bigger price next time. G. A few questions coming through here. So we saw Duel take out the McCafe Sprint. Um, boys, thoughts on Lofty Strike? Is Julia Stable um, not firing at the moment? Was first up and very disappointing. I think he's a very good trainer, Julia yeah. Sandu. But I think he had an excuse there on, on Saturday. The market told you that you couldn't back him first of all, Dino. But then he, he jumped, he buckled, he got smashed by generation and he was never he was never in the contest after that. I think it was a forgive run, but the concern for mine was he's, and you mentioned this on Thursday, was his jump set, jump outs leading up to that race on Saturday, and then the massive drift with him, which is a concern. Yeah, it was a sort of a compound of not errors, but a compound of concerns there on the weekend. Like you mentioned, I was against him purely on the, the jump outs. It looked like he'd come back a little bit lackluster and not himself. And we get a good profile off him off those jump outs. He obviously knuckled. He put up with laceration. So an excuse, but in saying that, he's been a massive drift in the market, which is a big concern. Big weight, 1,000 metres, not his go. You could yeah. get a, a juicy price next start up in trip, which is, the, uh, uh, and I guess, a, an angle some punters might play, but I'm in the other court. I'm happy to see him go around until he puts one together and wins, Gareth. Other than that, I probably won't be aboard. Mickey? Yeah, they knew, which was a concern for me, yeah. G. All right, uh, then what did you make of Mitchy Lewis' lofty strike there? Yeah, I mean, I was taking the punt on him, thinking his class would get him through, but I do think there are some excuses. It'd be interesting to see how bad he does come out of it as well, in case there's any muscle soreness from that knuckling as well. So not stacks. I think you're just going to have to watch what they do with him next time, I'd say. But there's a few other concerns that come out of that race itself, I suppose. Like, what do you do with Spacewalk if he's going to continue to do things like that? I think he's a better horse at Flemington Spacewalk. He's just... You wouldn't want to go to war with him, I'll give you the tip. But I think he's a better horse at, at Flemington. Go the other way. Yeah, when he can be saved up. and He he he, he got it back to follow, um, but you just can't expose him too early. And we had a chat to James Spot Cummings on, about G. that. And uh, yeah. he said, Gareth, you've been burnt by this horse a little bit too much. I said, I have, James. Um, and once yeah. again, he burnt us. But that's spacewalk. And when yeah. you understand your horses and your profiles, when you back him, you've got to understand that he needs luck. Um and he's a thinker. He needs to I get out late. Too, yeah. I, was gonna, I thought too, there was a little bit of criticism about Jamie Carr's ride. And I thought that was a little bit mm. unfair. I think it's more that he's thought about it. I've sort of watched the replay and she's trying to throw him over the line. So for people to come out and say, oh, she didn't whip him enough or whatever in the last hundred, I, I disagree. I think it's, it's a little bit boy. unfair, that criticism. They're just talking through their pockets, yeah, son. And, you know, yeah, whip, know, whipping a horse like that's going to do the opposite to him. He's 100%. Mitchy makes such a good point there. I thought the ride, the instructions were to go back. Three wide lines, sitting off the speed. He's got a short, sharp sprint. I thought it was a fine ride. Obviously, it, she's not going as well, and she's a victim of success, Jamie Carr. But the ride, there was nothing wrong with that. The, the, the horse has turned it up. If Jamie's in like in full confidence, and it's fair to say she's not at her best, but she's she's gone through a lot, Jamie Carr, and all credit to her 100%. to be back riding and riding on the big stage, and she's putting herself on, she's putting herself out there. So I I got nothing but ad- admiration for Jamie Carr, um, and she's the star of the sport. The only thing, but when she's riding with plenty of confidence, when they when horses like Generation Lofty Strike take a backward step, and I know that Godolphin wanted her to ride with cover. But when she began so well, just pop out outside the leader and rate him there instead of going back over a thousand meters. Oh, 
that could be a little bit harsh, Mickey, but I think I actually think that like I think she rode well to instructions, but I think Lofty Strikes just given her the old whack yeah. at the four hundred. And if she if she had have had the opportunity to just follow generation into the race, she probably she probably like she would have liked to for longer, but on the home turn, Lofty Strikes just gone get out of my way. And she's ended up five wide and then exposed. And then that's not what they wanted from, you know, they didn't want the horse exposed at the 400. Yeah. There's no, there's no way. So victim of circumstance, victim of her own success. She's clearly not in career best form G, but I don't think that was no. terrible at all. But athletes aren't like, you're not going to be in like great form all the time. It's just the no, way that, that like, look at you, Mickey, you couldn't hit the, couldn't hit the golf ball off the ladies' tee last week. Well, gee, I'm 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 very grateful that you've put me in the class of just being, best, being an athlete. So yeah. thank you. No, you are an athlete. Now, Palmetto was it? Our man Bakes tipping Palmetto on Saturday morning. Did he give it a oh, push? Please. I can't recall. I can't recall. He probably it. gave us a box trifecta with eight horses. Yeah. So Palmetto takes out the five diamonds prelude and King of the Castles, the big dance wild card, um, out of Sydney on the weekend. Um, Dino and Mickey, can any of those horses feature in um, some of the feature races coming up? Or we've got, of course, the Five Diamonds and I don't know what happened there. I'm bloody Are you there, son? Are yeah, you there, G? I just, I just um, had a sneezing fit there. So Palmetto, um, can he win a Five Diamonds? King of the Castle, a big dance. And then you've got Commemorative. What did you make of her first up, Mickey? Yeah, I don't think Palmetto can win a five diamonds, G. Um, I I think at Randwick, you know, up and in was was definitely um, an advantage. And in regards to what was your other question, G? So um, was it King of the Castle, Big Dance? Uh, King of the Castle, Big Dance, commemorative, yeah. commemorative. commemorative yep. So King of the Castle, Big Dance, yep, can go there and and, and get the job done. Commemorative was super, 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 super. Could you back her in a cool Dino? Well, I couldn't. I think oh, I, I just think Zach Lloyd's in great form. I know he popped a, a lot of probably backlash on the weekend, but I think she probably just needs a big aggressive rider. She is maybe too big for her own to her own good. She took a while to wind up. Um, I think the winner's a good horse. She's got to take improvement out of that. I don't think she can win uh, a big race, maybe this preparation. I'm not sacking her, but I think okay. she's going to come up short wherever she goes, Gano and Mitch. And I think that's the concern for me. Cut it up, uh, Jacko, so we can find her when she blows them away. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she's a, real, I, she's a real deal, Dino. I tell you what. I, I tell know you she's what, a real deal, but she's just going to come up so short and all these. Like, look on the weekend. She started $2 through the week and she drifted out to $3. three dollars. So yeah. yeah, just as a punter. The but price, do you think, do you think though, like, Dino, like, serious question. Like, and I get your, get your point, but she she's drifted. She's opened $2 like that. They got that wrong. She's now started 270 in a benchmark 78. Like, will she really be a short price in a listed race? Oh, I think she's got a big hype and I doubt they'll let her go around yeah. anywhere, um, especially in those silks, that training partnership, wherever she goes, she's going to be short enough. And I don't think she lost any admirers on the weekend. I thought she was, she nearly even got the Bob Cuz who obviously spooked, but yeah, I, I think she's an outstanding horse. Yeah, she was in front before the line and after the line, wasn't I wa- she? I wonder if, <laughs> exactly. I wonder if Jacko, he never misses, like you've got to be really careful what you say on this show. Oh, because we love I have him. to text him saying, Jacko, don't cut that up. Yeah, well, well he, <laughs> yeah. he might tweet something out. I said, like, don't yeah. don't tweet what I said. We were praising Jamie. So I I, I, I think he tweeted about Spacewalk um, saying that you wouldn't go to war with him, which is fair enough, Jacko. But I want, I want yeah, I know, Jimmy but I wonder, if, I wonder if he'll tweet this. 
What about the blue points, Jacko? Please. Blue Oh, flat. Blue illusion. It was beaten 20 lengths, basically. Oh, a good mate of mine the, on the weekend uh, like on winners wanted to tip it to me, but I was like, nah, mate, no chance. Yeah, blue illusion. I got sucked in once again. Um, <laughs> How good was Shangri-La Express, though? Oh, it really, was really, 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 really. Yes. I haven't seen any data, but really yeah. impressive to the eye. No. Um, and we yeah. should have, we, we spoke to Body on the Sydney set, and he said the price difference was ridiculous between those two. And I think the push there is simple. Regan Bayless was aboard. And yes. When, when TC and Hippo aren't there, Regan's, Regan's the man for the job. So we should, punters should make note of that. 0499736736. We'll take a break. We'll wrap up the breakdown with all of your questions. Best question today or opinion wins a ticket for two to the Geelong Cup in our Ultima Hotel slash Giddy Up SEN track tent. And that's free transport and all food and drink paid for as well from the Emerald and back in Melbourne and South Melbourne. 0499736736. This is the Monday breakdown on Giddy Up. Don't forget after 10 o'clock, we're with Jared Waitley for the Monday means test, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks. And we'll join Jared on 11.16 with Waitley. So looking forward to that. It's always it's always great to help Jared lift his rating, so I'm looking forward to joining him on eleven sixteen. We'll take Matty White, Jared, yeah. all of them. I'm Jack. I'm only joking. You're not dare to talk about that. Cut it. As soon as I said it, I thought, uh oh, what an idiot I am. Um, let's take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. <laughs> 300 metres to go. Critique on the outside is throwing down a challenge. Dark Halo Critique and then Perilous Fighter. Next in the field is Facile and Arkansas Kid is getting out. Dark Halo has shot its bolt, taking the lead. Critique only for now. Arkansas Kid is bursting through from Facile and Don Corleone. Arkansas Kid just in front. Arkansas Kid has just won from Facile Don Corleone. Great finish. Uh, yeah, Arkansas Field. Kid, well under Mitchy Lewis. Found that horse at $16 there. On the weekend preview on Thursday. Well done, Mitchie. And it was great to see some terrific moments there with Ollie and his son. It was vintage Ollie to take out that race there at Caulfield. It was fitting on his final Caulfield Cup day or final um, time we'll see Ollie ride at a Caulfield Cup meeting that he delivered a peach like that. I think it's full credit to Dino, though, G. I gave it a small push, but Dino was fully oh, in. Oh, sorry, yeah, Dino. Arkansas's comment, Mate, so. you, oh, should, no. you should have heard Dino off off in the breaks just going, I can't believe G. Hall has given this full credit to oh, Mitchell Lewis. Oh, no, I, I take that back. Do you know what, well, Dino? You're incredible. Like, unbelievable. I apologise, Dino, because you never missed on the weekend along with Mitchie, but... You know, um, when you got new kids into the side and all that, you know, like you've been scoring well, tries. You're like, I, I did. We were both on there together. Though. Yeah. Let's not forget it. Anyway. Dino just gave it a bigger push. Into him, Mitchie. All right, Mitchie. All right, then, I apologise. I'm I'm looking forward to the weekend preview um, opener because we might need to go an extra half an hour. Anyway, we we don't pat us. We're sounding like they don't want patting to ourselves tweet on out. One, yeah. one we are one we're glazing over though, boys, is the ethereal. Like we haven't touched on that yet with Autumn Angel. Well, so she's going before, just, just, just quickly, just quickly, just let's not go past this one. Um, Mitchy, Don Corleone, twelve hundred meters, Flemington, Coolmore, good bet. Yeah, I don't know about that. Don Corleone. Well, that's not, I'm not. That doesn't deter me at all, though, G. Yeah, I know. That's so. It shouldn't. By the way, um, Autumn Angel's going to the paddock. So we do we back Tropical Squall and an Oak? She, uh, she's still the favourite. Um, so oh she, wow, that's new. That that is music to my ears. That is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Autumn Angel is to the paddock. So what, what Dino will know. How did did Hippo hit the button too early on your on your on your data? Yeah, yeah. I think 
he's rated it well, but I thought she was absolutely travelling on the turn and he pushed the button and gave her a slap on the turn. I thought he's gone probably 100 metres too early and I think mm. if he waits and bides his time, fair enough if she was sort of falling in a hole, but I thought she was travelling sweetly on the turn. So I think he's got it maybe 100 metres wrong and you could probably turn the result. So I would not be dropping off Tropical Squall at all. I think the race 59 is 59 kilos as well, Dino. Yeah, I think the race was set up for something to come okay. over the top. I think the third horse, Vaselina, uh, was outstanding from near the rear. That could be the horse to follow out of that race, but um, I'm definitely not dropping right. off Tropical Squall. And back to Arkansas Kid, I think the lesson we learned out of that, Gareth, is Reed Shield reports are free. The horse pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia in its last start. We can forgive that, and we often get a prize. We saw it yesterday with Juniper winning yeah. the Seymour Cup as well. They do it. In the trots, it's unbelievable. Cardiac arrhythmia, they all jump out of the ground. In fact, I had one the other day, and then I blew my best time for a three K time trial. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. So, um, so yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's who's the best. better, you, Gareth? Who, yeah. who's Dinah's better, got the you? Vet, yeah, yeah. yeah. certificate. You got the ECG. Yeah, I did. I just I, I diagnosed myself. Um, <laughs> Mitchie, do you have an opinion there, mate? Before we get to these questions, uh, is this in regards to, to the, the ethereal? Yeah, the, the one that you desperately wanted to have a chat about. <laughs> yeah, no, just just uh, just making sure that we were picking that up. I think someone said you were going to be wrong on the weekend preview, but that's okay. Um, Was I wrong? Like, yeah, oh, 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 yes. You're right, because we all declared it and you were right. Yeah. Yes, well done. Yeah, so, you had so, a pretty good time of it, haven't you? At the, at... Uh, all round, we had a great weekend between me and Dino and uh, Mickey G <laughs> popping in every now and then. But yeah, no, another one I want to touch on, I was, yeah, Baselina, I agreed the run was good, but I thought Conasana was a decent run as well. I'd be interested yep. to see from memory, there was a little bit of bad luck getting shoved closer to the rail. So potentially two you could follow and have a look at going yep. towards the Oaks. They profile that kind of type. Well, she's $13 with bet 365, kind of Sana. Tuna if she goes that way as well, $11 for Chris Waller. I don't think she would be hopeless in a yeah, race like a VRC yeah. Oaks. Hi, G. Loved everything about the Caulfield Cup. Quality of run, runners, truly mm. run race. Freeman's training performance. Caulfield Cup field and results. Further highlights. Local Australia slash NZ staying breeds are in life support because of the emphasis on sprinting types. Um, hoping for Gold Trip to be the next future Sabil when he goes to stud. Virtuous circle for the Geelong Cup. That's from Mano from Mooney Ponds. Agree with everything you say. Um, if you mm. don't have an international runner these days, you really can't win a, a Caulfield or Melbourne Cup or a Cox Just State. don't give him more than two runs. Yeah. And Brave Mead was pretty good as well in that first race. I'll get to him in just a moment. Hey, Gareth, I just want to ask if Mick Gannon is spending Christmas with Adrian Bott and his family. I've noticed he's on nickname terms now with Botty. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Jess from Sydney. Good point, Jess. He wins the Geelong. Hey, Jess, sure. while you're listening, and it's good to have yeah. you listening, on Friday you texted to SCN Track. You wanted out, one out wide and we delivered. You, you forgot yes. to mention that, Jess. G'day, Jessie. lads. Loving the show. Thoughts on Bel Toro and the big dance on Melbourne Cup Day in Sydney. Mickey? I have no thoughts All right, then. on that horse. Dino? Um, lads, it's been a pleasure. I've got to bounce. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Have a wonderful day, Mickey Gannon. I thought it was 9.30, but you've got to take the kids to school. I appreciate your help as always. Enjoy your day. Do you have a winner for us today? He's taking his headphones oh, on, yeah, talking. He's, he's now talking. <laughs> you've got, you got to push the button. He's gone. We'll get him to text it. Um, good morning, Gareth. It may have been a Yendel special on Saturday, but it wasn't on Captain Envious yesterday at Horsham. Thanks, um, thanks for the show, Gareth. That's from Bill. Yeah, they they got short memories, but did you see oh. the Horsham Cup, Mitchie Lewis? Yeah, I did. I thought the winner was just outstanding race. Um, yeah. Good run, I thought. Just 
run away with it, took off. Yeah. Good morning, Gareth. Love everything about your show. Thanks so much for Saturday. We had such a fantastic day out at Caulfield. My daughter can't get enough of seeing the horses. She just loves them. Also, do you think Gold Trip will run in the Melbourne Cup, considering how much weight he has to carry? I think he should run the Cox Plate and then spell the horse. Has had too many big runs this one preparation. Well, he's definitely going to the Melbourne Cup, Peter. That's the race that they want to win. He's one of the rare horses that, you know, I think he can do it all. Um, so he's got that wonderful... He's only had three runs too, hasn't yeah, he, Gareth? Yeah, so he'll run in the Melbourne yeah. Cup. I can't back Jamie Carr with any confidence. We discussed that there um, just before. I think she's just... She's not in Victim her best. success. Yeah, she's not in her best form, but she's coming off a, a serious injury and she's quality and she'll come back to her best before we know it. Morning, G. Just a quick shout-out to the SEN Track team and all the listeners for a great day yesterday for Milo and his mum. Yeah, Milo raising money. Yeah. He's, he lost his mum recently and he's trying to raise some money there to fund a scholarship on her, on, on her behalf. So um, they had a lot of fun yesterday. Horse racing in sport that stretches far and wide and really does bring everyone together. And yesterday showed that. I love this station. I love the boys and I love a punt. Well done to everyone involved. Good on you, Scotty. Great message. Absolutely... Um, agree with Mitchie on Madame Pomery. We'll be suited next start at Flemington. Bigger track and the Empire Rose. Just get on. That's from Ronnie. Zach Lloyd didn't have a great day there on Saturday. Autumn Angel going to the paddock. So just get on Tropical Squall at 4.50 is a steal. Hey, hey, Gareth, love the show. How good was Big Milo's fill-up yesterday? Yeah, he had a field day. That's from Jake. And then um, shout out Mitch Abaya too. He come on his three best bets at sale was mm, a two hundred odd dollar um, was it? multi that a few got on. Yeah, he's yeah. Had, he had two best bets and a value bet, and a, a few people on Twitter put him in a multi, and it paid about two hundred and five or something. Yeah, unbelievable. I think the value was twenty six dollars or something too. And even the tagster, yeah. even the tagster got all of his specials up, did he? Unbelievable. I, close to yeah, yep. Yeah, so positive energy there on the a whole Sunday. Team. Um, Gareth, they're actually going to find him 75 grand, but his good record got him a discount ending in 50 grand fine. The only way to make the rule black and white is to take all percentage of prize money off offending jockeys. That That's uh, the way the rule, That's that, that means the rule is clear as mud. I agree with you there, Ronnie. Um, and they won't pay the fine anyway, but I would imagine that the owner might just throw in a, well, you're going to get a sling anyway. So you would imagine for his ride on, the, on a Caulfield Cup. Um, so plenty to discuss. We've run out of time. Horses to follow before we let you go. Dino? Yes, I've got three I want to follow. I thought Faulkner Park was outstanding um, there at Ramwick first up, uh, unsuited over 1,500 metres. The winner of the first race as well was really, really good. Shanghai La Express, fastest last 100 metres of the entire meeting. And then obviously the filly that we touched on um, in race five, Concur Volante was phenomenal. She's the horse to follow the entire Caulfield Cup, uh, Caulfield Cup meeting. Beautiful. What about you, uh, Mickey? Oh, not Mickey uh, Gannon, I should say, Mitchy Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Madame Pomery, that was one we've touched on as well. But there's another horse, right you are, I thought, out of the Caulfield Cup. I think he's got a race that, you know, one of those staying races at Group 2 or Group 3 level in him somewhere. To me, like a Mooney like Valley a Cup would be classic, but I can't oh, see him going. Yeah, like a Zipping Classic or something like that, a Sandown Cup. Mm. Yeah, because he, he was up there on the speed and has held on for fifth. So he's sort of held on a little bit better than some of those other horses that were up there on the speed. So he just might be one to follow in an easier level. Love it, boys. Hey, a lot of fun. Well done to you two. You were sensational with the weekend preview and a lot of the punters there sending in their text messages. So we appreciate all of your hard work and you've been on fire and can't wait to preview Cox Plate Day. And we've got Spring Champions Day there in Sydney, the highlight 
on Saturday. So can't wait for that, Dino. Yeah, massive weekend to come. It rolls on the carnival. Yeah, big shout out to the listeners. They make the show and all the text messages. Um, and we'll dig in another hard week, but can't wait to, to preview it all on Thursday with a weekend preview. And big shout out to Mitchie Little Skills. Outstanding last week. Good on you, Mitchie. Well. Thanks for that. Oh, thanks, boys. Have a good day. And yeah, thanks for that, Dino. You were terrific as well. Like team oh, effort. I'm sick of this. This is like getting. <laughs> you should I'm see like, our text I, thread. I, yeah, Gee, we'll I'm sick of around. everyone patting themselves on the back. It's like yeah. <laughs> we'll um, be back to work this weekend. Yeah. Don't worry. We've got to. Then oh, when we start Christmas losing, for me, I got we're, double Mooney Valley, so I'm oh, yeah. I'm chomping at the bit. When we when we start losing, we've got to say that we're we're no good either. So yeah, we'll be accountable. Exactly. Don't worry about that. Nine thirty one. Hey, thanks, boys. We'll take. Is it up to the news? We're already taking our break. Let's go to the news and then we'll come back with uh, bag of tips. The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals, supplying equipment to the construction, mining, and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com. Try and find you a couple of winners today, and we've got. We had enough venues on a Monday afternoon to try and help us back a couple of winners. And this is, of course, thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals. Look them up at ozequipment.com and the best pub in the Mallee, the mighty Ultima Hotel. And looking forward to getting out there on Wednesday afternoon for the Geelong Cup meeting. So always a lot of fun. Mitchie Lewis at Warnable today likes a couple. Race five, number three. That's Handshake. He wants one unit on that gallop. And race nine, number five, Balakai. So race five, number three, race nine, number five. Mickey Gannon, just the one bet at Wagga. Race eight, number 12 at Wagga today for Mickey Gannon. And at Musselbrook, he likes race three, number seven. So that's his plays there at Musselbrook. Darren Carroll, um, he likes one at Yarra Valley, race two, number two. Race two, number two for Darren Carroll at Yarra Valley. And then the dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. Simon Orchard likes a couple at Richmond. Or just the one at Richmond, race nine, number one, Wanted Riffs. And then at Maitland, race five, number one, Fear the Dragon. That's Simon Orchard's tips. Thanks to the dogs.com.au, the home of everything Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. And grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhound Racing in Addington today. Race five, number four, Mitchum Camp. Five units there. And race 10, number two, um, Homebush Joey. So race five, number four, and race 10, number two at Addington, and then race two, number one at Addington Extra, which is called Gold Star Darwin. Five units there for Maddie Claridge. She seems pretty confident. So we love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. And that was Bag of Tips. In fact, just before, we've got a few more tips coming through. I forgot about Simon Jones there at Globe Derby today. Um, in fact, at Gawler, he likes race one, number four, Sir Ed. Five units on that particular trotter, race one, number four. And then race three, number five, he's keen on Maria's Shadow, two and a half units each way. So race one, number four, Sir Ed is his best, Sir Ed. And then Maria's Shadow, race three, number five, two and a half units each way on that pace. So that wraps up Bag of Tips. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com and the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel. Thanks to Love Racing NZ. You can find your next Kiwi winner at loveracing.nz. The great Butch Castles joins us. G'day, Butch. How you doing, Gareth? I am well. Plenty to discuss today, but from the weekend, Crigetti or Crissetti, remains unbeaten. That's five from five for this Mark Galloper. 
Gators, he's really good. Crochetti, we uh, spotted him early, if you, you remember. You did, actually, we were, um, yes. We were, we were all over him, and uh, those that listened will have tickets at 30 and 20 to 1 in the thousand guineas in the two thousand guineas and look he's gonna go around. I think he's a dollar sixty at the moment. He might even start shorter than that. Be the shortest price favourite that I can remember in that race. Yeah. He's a super galloper. He's got a big stretch about him. They took bad luck out of uh, the equation on Saturday, went to the front and when Warren Kennedy asked him to quicken, he did it uh, in a twinkling and uh, got there very easily in the finish. He's just a gorgeous example of the thoroughbred and the mile will be no problem at all to him. He is a superstar. So two thousand guineas is a dollar sixty now with bet three six five. That's why we all that's why we love you, Butch. That's just genius tipping. This is nearly as good as the driver who was tipping cylinder at sixty to one last year in the, the slipper, but you might be winning in that two thousand guineas. <laughs> um Well let's hope it's still very well to get the overs, but they're gonna get the prize as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point you make. Um what about Johnny Johnny in that group three sprint? Yeah, he went uh, as he does, Johnny Johnny, straight to the front and defied them to run him down too. It was a hell of a finish. Heads and noses over the first sort of four, five or six of them. Uh, I was talking to Warren Kennedy after the race on Habana. He ran third and he thought he'd actually won the way that it all panned out. It was only uh, the bobbing uh, head in the finish. Jim Chung entrusted with the ride, still a three kilo claimer, I think. And, and obviously no claims in a group race that weight for age, but uh, Jim entrusted with the ride. Pretty easy ride, Johnny Johnny. It's just go to the front, handled bars down and hope he can hang on. And he did by the barest of margins. Ran time as well, broke 110, which is uh, a good gallop around uh, Tarapa. And uh, he's got a great win ratio, Johnny Johnny. Uh, I think that's maybe 10 wins or something like that from only 19 or 20 starts. So he's a winner. And uh, I'm not sure where he'll go next. Maybe they'll uh, count his bowl and They'd have to aim up at a race like the Sistema Railway with him now because, uh, look, he'll be uh, not uh, he'll be handicapped out of uh, too many of those other races. But at set weights and penalties, he'll come into a race like the Sistema very well. And what about the latter team at base at Arapuni there? They've got a wonderful record in these feature mile races. And their four-year-old man, this is dramatic, was too strong on the weekend. Yeah, she was. She's come back a, a much better horse. Look, she raced in... The best company is uh, late as a two-year-old, then as a three-year-old. and She's come back a, a really strong mare, and she'll be heading towards the Copeland's Mile, a, a race that uh, Lisa won last year. Uh, yeah, she's uh, Bellato boy's been good to her winning mile races. So uh, she has got a great record at these uh, at these miles. She's had a good start to the season. The team out of Awapuni, the latter stable. And uh, look, this is dramatic. It's one of those... Uh, Mears that's on an upward plane. Uh, she got into the race nicely uh, weight-wise. She'll go to the Copeland's Mile now and be uh, pretty competitive, I would think, off a nice place in the handicap as well. Of course, the Mears are well advantaged with that uh, Mears allowance that they get anyway, but she'll slide into it. She's been to Rickett and travelled before, so that'll be no problem at all to her, and she's certainly one worth keeping an eye on. This is dramatic. All right, then, let's uh, look at some of those uh, feature races from the weekend. We go to the Manicato Stakes on Friday night, and your favourite girl, Imperit Trees, at $1.50. Gee, she dominates the betting here. They tell us that she's never worked better, would you believe, at Cranbourne last week. So um, she could just continue on her domination of our feature sprint so far this spring in Victoria Butch. 
Yeah, no reason why she can't. She's gone track record, track record, and they say she's got better. Yes. Goodness me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be putting a saddle on, no. on one chasing her, would you? Yeah. And that's why some of them are dodging the race, from what I can gather. Um, look, she's a dollar fifty, as you say, and, and she'll sh- start that short, if not shorter. She loves the valley. Uh, if she has improved, and no reason to doubt uh, that she has. Um, look, it's, it's a frightening thought for, for those uh, in the race against her. She is of the absolute highest class, as we've said, for a long, long time. Another with an extraordinary win ratio and a great advertisement for uh, that uh, Tiakia stable based in the, across the Tasman. And they've fallen away big time, too, from the champion sprint there on that final day of that Flemington Carnival. So a few of the Everest hopes are staying in, in Sydney, of course. The, the Everest star is staying in Sydney for the Giga Kick, which is the 1,300-metre race there, I think, on Derby Day. And then you've got probably only in secret that'll come down and, and that'll be a great battle in secret was nearly the run of the race of the Everest. So Australia's best mare taking on New Zealand's best mare um, down that straight. So that will be one of the highlights I reckon anyway, despite the, the field dropping off a little bit for that champion sprint, you get two great mares going at it down that straight. Yeah. And in secret's got uh, form on the board down the straight, doesn't she? Uh, we saw her to good effect over the carnival last year. So uh, that'll be in her favour, in the favour of Imperatrices, that uh, they've been very determined that she was domiciled in Melbourne, she was going to race in Melbourne. She had a, a set target of Group 1 races all the way through, and uh, she's uh, she's through uh, the first two races, and now uh, she gets uh, another one this weekend and then into the champion stake. So, yep, you're right, it'll be a cracking contest. Imperatrice in secret, I don't know which way I'll be going. I think, yes, I think... Um... The Crystal Mile should be a beauty. Wait for age group two event over the 1,600 metres at the Valley on Cox Plate Day. And Tino, um, which is a son of Redwood that was so brave there the other day in the Turak handicap, he looks like he'll be tough to beat. But we get to see your star, Mayor Prowess, for the first time this carnival in Australia. Yeah, I can report. I can report that she galloped between races on Saturday at uh, Sarapa and uh, look, she looked outstanding. She'd, she'd galloped. I'd seen her uh, prior as well, and she just looked like she'd come on immensely. She's a, when you see her uh, in the flesh and you lay eyes on her, uh, you'll see what a what a big mare she is, what an imposing sort of a mare, and she's furnished uh, from three to four, and she just looked really, really good on Saturday galloping between races. So uh, I, I'd expect her to uh, have taken enormous benefit out of that first up run, and Yep, El Tino would be awfully hard to beat, but she, as we saw when she uh, donkey-licked them in the vinery, was it, in Sydney, that she is uh, one out of the top drawer. And I know Roger James extremely disappointed that he had a few hiccups that couldn't get her to the Cox Plate, but yep. there'll be a reason why she's running uh, in the Crystal Mile, and that will be to have her uh, acclimatised and accustomed, if you like, to the Valley for next year. What are we doing with Skill F after the weekend? You don't know. Yeah. Um, look, she, you know, she uh, was good in the barrier, so that's all work. Um, and maybe just the fact that she's had to do uh, so much different stuff to, to get that, those barrier manners right. Uh, you can forgive them one because, uh, look, when she won the group one, she would have been very good in the Waikato Stud Foxbridge played in running second. Then she won the group one at Hastings uh, well. So uh, there's no doubting her ability. Uh, maybe uh, the mental side of it has been in question. And, and now that she appears to have got those sort of uh, traits ironed out, 
Uh, maybe they'll give her uh, an excuse. I'm not sure she'll go to the Golden Eagle, but plenty of options for big money that side of the Tasman, aren't there? Yep, 100%, mate. Hey, love your work, Butch. Looking forward to seeing some of your stars. It could be a Kiwi domination of the Valley over the weekend. Looking forward to seeing what unfolds, but we appreciate your time as always. We'll take James McDonald on Romantic Warrior as well. Okay. So we can even get a cop's plate. Yep. <laughs> J-Mac, I think he's a Kiwi boy at heart. But you know what? He, like when you ask him about the All Blacks and all that, he's, he's he's sort of like, I think he's a 50-50 split these days. I know Waller's definitely an All Black still. I don't think anyone could be backing the Wallabies at the moment. I think James would be under yeah, well, and the we, as, I, as I said to Sam Williams on Saturday, we don't really care about the rugby butchers. We say goodbye. Good luck anyway. <laughs> Good on you, butch. This is your town. This is your station. This is Waitley. Through the feature weeks of the Spring Carnival, we bring Waitley and Giddy up together for the racing means test on a Monday, and we'll do it the Wednesday after the Melbourne Cup as well. Gareth Hall is with me, Jared Waitley. Hello to you, Gareth. Hello, Jared. Great to be back with you on Waitley for the means test this Spring Carnival, and um, we needed a change of trainer with these boys just to reel them in a little bit. Two of the more provocative voices. <laughs> can, can the biggest opinions in the game. They, yes, they can just a little we, bit, Jared. We asked them to bring both their experiences, their knowledge, and their sharpness. Next. opinions and they're not shy about that. Wayne Hawks, hello. Good morning. How are we all? Very well. And John O'Neill, welcome back. Morning, Jared. So Aussie Ostrich is here, me, and I've got Dickie Knee on the <laughs> other side and we've got Daryl Summers on the left and the King down the end. I feel yeah. like with the means says the John only thing you haven't grasped <laughs> is the, the categories. <laughs> this is category-based. I told you. Right? I warned you, Jared. So the one thing I'm enforcing... As we work our way through is the categories. The King's Gambit, the big issue, the heroes, they got that right. Big race integrity. We usually have preliminary final integrity. Big race. The pressure index, which Johnny O'Neill has got a front row seat to. The debate, the curiosity, the beaten favourites, the best bits, and then our favourites. Yes, 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 and oh no. It starts, though, with Gareth. You have the King's Gambit. Love the Caulfield Cup Carnival. I thought it was sensational. I thought the track played beautifully across the three days. And uh, the Caulfield Cup was one of the better Caulfield Cups that I've seen for quite some time. And it was just great to have a truly run race where we got to see the best horses fight out the finish. So to Tim Bailey, Josh Blanksby and his team, hats off. Um, under a lot of pressure, and they delivered during their three days. Salute to Spirit Ridge and Goldman. Yes. Staying races are far better when they run along in front. Good to see Annabelle Neesham had a pacemaker there on the weekend, so it was great. Can you say that? No, I was just... Because you've started off early. tongue-in-cheek, Wayne. Oh, sorry. They're I natural know. leaders, and they were allowed to Correct. lead at, oh, at a good pace. side are you on, Jared? Strung them you're, out. You're on pacemaker side. Well, it beats the hell out of the of way they normally does. race these. Of course it does. But the problem is, and I'll put my trainer's hat on here, the problem is it's a pain in the, you know, where when you're, uh, you're carting the field along, aren't you? Simple as uh, that. It's also not much good when you miss the start eight lengths in the momentum. It's probably 13 or 14 Oh, welcome lengths, to Chautauqua's so, world. Yeah. yeah, well, it was um, yeah, just a little disappointing, the process prior to, uh, to loading oh. and jumping. But anyway, we'll... Uh, what happened there? Well, no, no, no. Look, we're, that's we'll, a wait. we'll wait for that. We'll wait for that. Right, this is how it works. Yes. We okay. follow a flow. We follow a There's flow. There's a lot of control in did here you, this morning. Did, did you think it was a great Caulfield Cup? I thought it was unbelievable. I thought um, the race, as far as the form went, Jared, was extraordinary. Everything held up. Everything held up. So all of the lead-up races, the better horses finished sort of in the first six or seven so I thought um, for people that were following the race, I agree with the pace being on. It was terrific. 
Um, Jamie Spence, a great ride uh, to run second. Great for the Freedmans, extraordinary. Um, Did I just and, see that and, right? And Gold Trip ran third. Well, Jamie yeah, Spence's good ride. It was well unbelievable. Done. I was waiting. It was for unbelievable. That. He found the rails the first terrible. time. Yep. It's the first yes. time he's seen the yep. rail at, in Melbourne for <laughs> he twenty-seven drew years. Two. Where'd you think he'd well, be? Well, he, he could get anywhere. He <laughs> did a good off. job though. Hats off to Jamie Spencer because he's great copped ride. a little bit of criticism on the from you. Yes, I put my hand up, and you know what? He delivered on the weekend. So you got to give credit where it's due, Jared. Um, when you jump out the barriers at Caulfield, you go to that first corner. There's n- not every year, but let's say every second year, Verstappen's just won his Grand Prix. It's like the start of a Grand Prix. The Caulfield Cup start is a pain. And if you draw out a bit, gee, it's hard work. You go and watch the replay. Every horse was in double file by the time they got the winning post. Yep. I can't remember a Caulfield Cup where everyone was in their positions by the time they got the winning post because invariably there was there's always been a uh, there's always been a lot of suspensions at the winning post going out the first time. All right. So the, the big issue is Mark Zara for better and for worse. So let's start with the the whip breach. Mm. So I'd call it the rule, but it's not a rule. It's just a guideline. It is a rule. No, it's not a rule. If it was a rule. Uh, you wouldn't be able to strike the horse more than five times, and there would be a consequence to the com- to the competition if there was. It's confusing. We we were chatting about this with the breakdown team and getting up this morning. It's sort of like so. It's it's an unfair advantage on the punters in a way. If you've backed a horse and your jockey doesn't want to get suspended or fined, and the other jockey doesn't care if they get fined, like he he broke the rule. By four times he hit that horse too many times, according to the rules. You're allowed to hit them um, five times before the 100. 100 metres, and he hit that horse nine times. So From the 300 to the 100, correct. where he narrowed the margin from two lengths to a yeah. neck. So the argument is, do we know, was that the difference between that horse winning or losing? Now, you can't tell. It's hypothetical. Like... There, there was criticism of Jamie Carr not getting stuck into spacewalk in the concluding stages. But my argument to that is that if she got stuck into that horse, he would have went worse because I don't, I think he's a thinker. I think you need to be kind to him. So it's, you either got to be black and white with that rule or I don't know what, like so I, I if don't. If it was a real rule. Yes. If you struck the horse a sixth time, you would instantly be disqualified. But then you and can't... so every jockey would know. It would never, yeah. ever, it would never, ever happen again. But what happens? Every from... jockey can count to five. We so laugh before at correct weight, you're saying that the stewards have to go in there and they're going to count them all up because this is before correct weight. You, you're saying, so you're going to, you are going to hold up correct weight for every race by five, ten minutes, especially in a staying race. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't think it would be that drastic. It it took me about 90 seconds on Saturday night to go back and go, oh, yeah, that's good. But but my point is, I suppose they'd have to have more people in the steward's room because they would need need everyone, every horse to be looked at because hell to pay if you Do you think a jockey would strike the horse more than five times if he knew? He would be I heard what you said off the top of your show at nine o'clock, and, and you're right. Your quote was, it will never happen again. Ever. Never, ever. Never, ever. Will just you make quote. the rule clear, as you're well, saying. Well, the rule just is, make the rule it really is clear. clear. No, that'd be well, it's fair. not clear the, because well, the at the end of the clear. day, you can no, hit no. it 35 times. That's you just right. get fined 100 pay money. <laughs> the rule is clear. You want it changed. That's the bottom line. The penalty change. Or the penalty change. Well, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Potato, potato. But the bottom line is, this is an Australian rule. So this is not a racing Victoria. This is an Australian rule of racing number one. And let's 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 play devil's advocate. I will. I want to get it beat. 
Yeah, that's right? the integrity issue. I There's agree the with integrity you there. issue. I'm going to hit it 12 times and I'm going to wail the whip like whoever back in the, uh, you know, I suppose Craig knew it to be a bit fair. Yeah, yeah. He and used then, to And then you'd be and... disqualified for two years. But so there, would you, be, but, there would be a difference you know, between I miscounted and got to six, so you can have six weeks. Or I just went, nah, bugger the rules. You can sit for two years. Yeah, but then you've got to prove that he, he actually that I deliberately did, it, did it. Deliberately yeah, but did it. There's a difference the the between yours. There's a difference between six and 12. Yeah. So if you're saying every part. jockey can count to five. Every a, jockey. Suppose, what, what do you call it? Allegedly is the word. <laughs> so all we know is there's so much um, chat around whether whips should be used at all. I mean, we're going through well, the whole the persuader other debate, scenario at the moment. So I think to make the step and make it very clear, Jared, is just sensible. I tell you what. Just I tell you what would have stopped it, Johnny, is that Mark Sari doesn't get five days between Cox Plate and Derby Day, which is not a suspension, really, because there's no races. But you suspend him for Cox Plate and Derby Day. I bet you he stops it doing it. But, but, but how does that work when, and this one really irks me, you get two weeks in winter at Sandown for midweek, they just go, ta-da, I'm going to the Gold Coast for two weeks, get out of the cold weather in Melbourne. As opposed to, uh, you know, someone that might lose a Corfu Guineas, a Cox Plate, a Derby Day. The, the suspensions are huge mm. on that day. And now it doesn't matter as much to a small guy that never comes to town, but to someone like J-Mac, I mean, you've worked all year to get this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah if they co- the, the consequence is one thing. It, it, it affected the Caulfield Cup. Like we'll never know. So what? So we will never so you know, know whether, ask? without a fight, yep, correct. if it was written within the rules, yep. would actually have won that race. Have won. So, so we did... need to uh, no, but hang on. We need to ask England because they relegate. They just go, pop up, see ya, you're out, you're out, you've stuffed up, and you get relegated to last. You're disqualified. Well, I don't even know whether you're disqualified. I think you just get relegated to last. Same, same, I suppose. Yeah. So the bo- the bottom line is, we probably need to ask someone over there in the uh, in the know. How good or bad from a from a three point from a jockey from a trainer and the owner's point of view? Well, four punter. It'll how, happen, Jared. It it'll happen. It's of course, happen. it'll happen. It's going to happen. It, and you know, we're it's talking a rule about it's it now. Not enforced. Yeah, well, absolutely. So we get to the Melbourne Cup, and a horse has fifteen or twenty whacks and gets a hundred thousand dollar fine and wins. We, we, I mean, you've you've just had one of the greatest races that we've seen, certainly in a Caulfield Cup over twenty four hundred Group One, the biggest whirlpool ever. Everyone's watched it around the world. Mm. There'll be huge chat around this, and I think you're right. I think we need to make the call one way or another. So Did he mean to do you, it? If, yeah, or, was well, it yeah. or was it just spur of the moment? No, he knew how desperate it was and that the horse required his vigour. Okay, but, so what he shelved, but he's he the only one that will know. Responsibilities. Yes, well, he did. He didn't did, lose his mind. Did he, he went, on the, spur right, of the only the way I'm catching this horse is to go as hard as we can. If you finish second, would you have protested? Well, they have, they've never upheld one because those rules... Well, they have. They, they, oh, did, they, they did they do it one? Yeah. One. Was it one? On a sleepy Saturday. Yeah. But was, that was... No one had any knowledge to be able to protest at that stage. Because at the end of the day, that's right. Because what's got to happen is, Gareth, is that you actually have to be watching that. So you would physically have to be the... First thing know, that would come The John Hawk sitting at home, the ring up and go, no, 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 yeah. hang on, hang on. Go in the steward's room and tell him you want to watch the race and you tell them to count how many times old mate hit it. It would have been yeah, a good but, protest if somebody had known. Absolutely. But I will say the technology we've got nowadays... That information should be available within by the time the horses come back. To, yeah, to, to, if it was a real in. rule, well, um, go, we'll just quickly study it. You're, you're looking at the first horse. You're looking at the second horse. You're looking at the third horse. I'm looking at the fourth horse. All clear. All clear. Yep. I, yep. I don't accept that it would take ten minutes. It would take sixty seconds. Yep, I agree. Um, the upside is 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 Mark Zara the 
the Cups jockey now? Oh, look, I think um, I actually put a note down last night and I rang him yesterday. He's looking dangerous, isn't he? He really... This time time of the year... You are in love with Jay Mack. I know that. I do love Jay Mack. But I will say Mark's really got his eye in. And when he does this at this time of the year... Um, you know, all of the elite jockeys, Jared, normally lift this time of year. You know year. what he's doing? He's actually becoming the big race rider. Oh, he just loves it. He genuinely you know what? It, when, when The minute I see him, because he's normally a pretty quiet guy, when he's got his chest out and he's he's walking around like Ozzy Ostrich, you just want to be all over him. He's unbelievable. He's right in the zone. He's, he's working hard. He's enjoying his wins. Uh, he was trialling horses this morning for Karen at, at Cranbourne. So good luck to him. And, and yes, Jared, I think he is the big Cups rider. He did a wonderful job on Very Elegant in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, he's won the Melbourne Cup last year. He's now won the Caulfield Cup again. Uh, enormous ride on Gold Trip leading in w- with the form. So yeah. I think he now goes on. be really interesting to see what he does do Melbourne Cup-wise now. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to him make the analogy. He did feel like a cheating lover. Yeah. That, that he'd well, had that to guy. leave Gold, Gold Trip, Trip to yeah. go to without a fight. Yes. And he had, yeah. he had his character and he's, he was entertaining from after he won on Brave Meat in the first race. I think Nigel Carmi on Racing.com asked him, what's the track conditions like today? Definitely a good three. Because he didn't want to race against uh, yeah, Gold right. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a ride too, right? The thing in the first. You could just see the yeah. confidence. Got a lovely trail and just went bang. The heroes, the Freedmans, yeah. it, was, it took us back to a time. It was the Hazers and the Freedmans, wasn't it, that ran Victorian racing? And the FBI and there's yeah. the, the new generation of Sam with Anthony. Well, Johnny can touch on this a little bit more than I can because his deeper relationship with the Freedmans and, and the mummify years. But I want to just go with the training performance. The owner didn't want to go to the Turnbull Stakes, wanted to go straight from the Underwood to the Caulfield Cup, second up. I thought, mm, and then with that, like the, the fitness cloud over him later on the week, I thought there was a few doubts with this horse without a fight. And that's why I think he drifted in the market, Johnny. But to produce a horse like that second up in a briefly run Caulfield Cup, it's one of the training performances of the year for me. Yeah, look, and look, as you mentioned, I was certainly part of that sort of FBI sort of scenario. I had a lot of really nice horses with them. Um, Mummify won the Caulfield Cup 20 years ago. So. Um, Anthony's a wonderful. Twenty years ago, just, no, just no, to come no, in. I know. Twenty it doesn't, I know, years ago. Twenty years ago. Where have we been? Yeah, I know. So look, just just to um, to see Sam grow up. He spent a lot of time overseas, and you know he's obviously a well, that great was a story in itself. Wasn't well, it? of course. How, how he got how he got to get the horse. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just from yeah, being absolutely. A kid that got uh, booted overseas because I mean we don't do that anymore. The no. great line was you send the kids away a boy to come back a man, and he's gone over there forged a relationship and. Uh, you know, seven eight years later, he's holding a uh, holding a Caulfield Cup, but they've had not a lot of luck lately, Freedmans, and they've had a they've had a they've had some horses that have gone amiss and things have, from from a virus point of view and haven't haven't uh, gone right. So normally when you're out, you're out. So but for you know, Hawksy, I mean, from a from an elite training perspective, you've got to keep presenting this game. That's what it's about. You've got to keep getting up every morning. You've got to look for different opportunities and communicate really well. And I have to say that. You know, hat, hats off to, to Sam. Anthony's sort of working in the background, so Sam's pretty much running the whole business. Got a beautiful training facility down at Jonathan Munn's He speaks place very well, too. I didn't hear him. Oh, he's a terrific young morning, fella. So, I mean, I was so well. happy for him. Obviously, our horse didn't win, but I, I sent them both a text yesterday. I'm really wrapped for them, and 
mean, I've known him since he was a since he was a baby. So just to see him go through and and get the result was terrific. Did you get a, a response? I got one of Anthony. Yeah, no, I got, you know, one. I got cheers. one. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you don't I waste yourself on too much time. Texting I, I will Anthony. say, I will say that um, after Mark Zara rode on, I think it was the Underwood. He got home really well in that lead up race. I'm pretty sure it was. Got beaten a couple of lengths behind Solcom that day in in that race. Um, I know Mark was so upbeat around the horse, and I think again that's part of the success for these better horses, having jockeys working in with the trainers. Um, so Mark was always very confident, I think. They got that right. So the Crispins have figured out Australian racing. Yep. So we were present when Ed sidestepped the notion, imagine if your horse has been challenged by your old horse to win the Caulfield Cup, and he didn't really want to think about that, and there at the 100, he's living it. And, you know, we had a chat to Ed on Saturday morning on SEN Track, and I think he indicated that without the fight would be a more seasoned horse for a race like the Caulfield Cup. The year under his belt last year would have held him in really good stead. And West Wind Blows is probably a season just off him. He's still learning the caper a little bit. And you could see that in the concluding stages. They they both wanted to go to war with each other and the better horse won on the day. And West Wind Blows, you were watching that race and the way that he's gone about and you think, geez, he might be a handy Melbourne Cup hopeful. Um but then you work out that he can't compete in a Melbourne. So you've Cup. trained it twelve months ago. It's knocked you off by a nose. So that's that's Peter Moody taking black caviar to England, getting beaten by a nose to one of your former stable mates. That would make you spew. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> you can say you're smiling, you're happy for the camera. You'd turn around and walk away and you would be looking to kick yeah. the cat. A really nice touch after the race you probably saw Jamie and Mark sort of grab each other's hands when they went over the line, which was well, which was really that, good. Mate. Well, you know, they're best mates. So yeah, I mean they I think are best um, and I actually saw Benny Allen out of control at, back at the Osmond on Saturday night with that DJ machine that he's got going. And there was Jamie and Mark at the back dancing and carrying on. So um, so good on them. Well, well they're, they're, they're the three mates, the trifecta. Mm. Melham, Zara and uh, Spencer. So this is the perfect Caulfield Cup that deserves a reenactment in the Melbourne Cup. But as you rightly say, is West Wind Blows is not allowed to run. So yep. under the, the changes, the necessary changes around the veterinary restrictions around international horses, you can't have more than one run and front up in a Melbourne Cup. So Westwood Blows can go to Flemington, just can't run in the Cup. This is the most – I can't get my head around this because I can it's understand – I'm u- quite happy about it, just quietly. Yeah, I, can, <laughs> I can understand the rules because, as you pointed out on a few occasions, the VRC and Racing Victoria need to get the Melbourne Cup Right, and they've got to make sure that they do all of their research and put in the rules and regulations and the criteria to make sure that this doesn't ever happen again, that we have a fatality on Melbourne Cup Day in the Melbourne Cup. But for mine, common sense has to come into it. So if you've got West Wind Blows and you've got that criteria or your thoughts around internationals having more than two runs during a a campaign after they get off the plane, then how come he's allowed to run in a champion stakes? So you either got the rules where you can go, okay, we'll CT scan them once again, which they'll have to do with West Wind Blows before the champion stakes. And if he is sound and fit and a happy horse, we'll allow him to run. And it has to be the same for the Melbourne Cup. So you can't have one rule for one race and not a rule for another because that just defeats the purpose. Yeah, it is very odd. Yep. It is, there is a way to navigate this Correct. without it being you can't run. Is you do you have to go through this extra layer? Yeah, but he might, but he, could, he might be the victim this year, Jared. But then they will obviously have to look at the race and next year and go, we must change this because if it's happened once, it will happen again. But in their defence, I mean, I've sat here after Melbourne Cup Day with you, Jared, and uh, after you know the 
controversial uh, what happened there a few years ago. It's all turned around now. Yeah. They're not bringing the Crocs. They're not bringing the 400-gamer AFL out to just wheel them well, out they one more time. Well, they can't because they fail the CT scan and they don't 100%. run. hundred percent. Right? That's what happens. So, so yeah. Race of Victoria and Grace Forbes, they have done their job. Because be careful what you wish for. They wish for them all to come. They came, but we just didn't do any veterinary. So that, it's gone the other way. This is always the shaper for the Melbourne Cup traditionally, the Caulfield Cup. There's no doubt about that. Should there be a penalty? Uh, absolutely. You reckon there oh, should there be? Has to be. Of there course. is this like, year, I mean, especially it's it's a handicap. Handicap. going forward. Yeah, well, of course, there should be. It's a handicap. If if you manage to, yeah, but could to it dodge be a better race? Could it be a better race if, if if you said there's no penalty? Yeah, but I, th- I think in that instance, mate, you, that's that's what the weight for age races are for. We'll change you know, it so to a weight a, for age then. Well, yeah, but you're not going to do that because it's the most elite handicap, twenty four hundred group one. So look, as I said, I really believe this is always the the major guide leading in. The real concern going through the Melbourne Cup form out of this race is that Gold Trip ran huge, but it can't win with a weight. It's not Maccabi Diva. And it's going to back up and Well, he's Cox going plate. all right. He, yeah, he, he saying, is a Maccabi Diva, but he's, he's, had, have a, the he's had a hard run in the Caulfield Cup. He goes to a Cox Plate, then he goes to a Melbourne Cup. He can't win. The thing that won the Caulfield Cup will get a kilo and a half. It can't win. They can't win. They don't win the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. These horses are not Maccabi Diva. Solcombe's got to get his banner, his, his, his manners right. He's only got 53 and a half and the weight will suit him. Outside of that, Valiant King, the other horse we had, got held up critical stage, no weight. Um, maybe goes on, but probably next year. Breakup was fair and I thought Right You Are was huge. I thought it ran terrific. I thought it ran out of its skin. Um, you know, that horse had missed a couple of years through injury. So Kieran and Dave did a wonderful job to get it there. Duke de Sass is a wet, uh, wet tracker. The rest of them put a line through it. All right, we're nothing. Pick that up in a moment as to the shaping power of the Caulfield Cup for the Melbourne Cup. The racing means test is for the ultimate Melbourne Cup day at the Osborne South Yarra. And my racehorse, it's showtime, myracehorse.com. We're across Waitley and Giddy Up here. Melbourne's weather becoming sunny, top of 19 for City Power, supply and powder homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. Want to have your say? Ring Jared. On 1300 736 736. Now, back to Waitley. I thought he had a great run. Um, you know, it's a handicap and uh, he's got a little bit more than last year. Um, I thought he ran super. I thought Betting rode him well. You know, the race probably panned out how it looked on paper, you know. Um, the other, the winner and the second horse were, you know, at the weight were always going to be big contenders. And, um, uh, West Wind blows them without a fight, and uh, I thought Gold Trip ran super, so couldn't be happier. Karen Mars' assessment of Gold Trip, who ran thirds. We do big race inter- integrity rather than preliminary final integrity. Gareth, is he going to be? Is he going to do what he did last year and run in all three majors again? I think so. I think the run the other day can either go one way, he can jump out of the ground and and really enjoy that strong tempo and go to a a new level and be mighty hard to beat in a Cox Plate or he can go the other way and just takes a little bit out of him carrying top weight on a good four track. Um, His third favourite, I can't, but like, if you go back to that Turnbull victory, he he went past Romantic Warrior like he was standing still and we know that Romantic Warrior worked beautifully at the Valley and he's come on a lot since that Turnbull effort, which we all expected him to do, the Hong Kong star. So he's the favourite with Bet365 at 4.50, but I think he should be a clear second pick in front of Alligator Blood Gold Trip. What, what an iron horse he is to be contesting yeah. these big races now at the huge weights. Like popular arm. It's a, well, well, it, well, it is a bit, is a bit uh, trot slash pacer-like. 
I mean, I obviously understood why they did it last year because he wasn't the horse he is. But now that he's the horse that he is, you're going to go back and do what you did in history last year. I mean, it's a it's a bigger, ballsier decision this year than last year because he's not the horse last year that he is now. So hats off to him. I mean, I can only look at it from a trainer's point of view and go, he must be a big, heavy, gross horse inside because some horses straight after a race would not blow a match out if you put a match to their nostrils. Very clean-winded. He's obviously a very thick-winded horse. So that, I'm assuming they – well, I would look at it and go, you get a bloody good track gallop on Saturday. That'll get him right for Cox Plate Day. Eh? Mm. Because what's he going to do this week? The answer is he ain't going to be going out galloping and uh, breaking the uh, stopwatch because he just ran a mile and a half. So he's going to have a pretty easy week. So that must be what their uh, thought process is. They've got wonderful facilities like a lot of the trainers do. And, you know, they'll they'll look after him. I would imagine he'll be down at the beach and he'll probably be down at their property down near Flinders. They've got a, a property down there. So, But, I mean, the race shape for the Cox Plate for him is no good. He can't win. He'll be back. He can't win. There's no chance he can win. There's no pace in the race. Alligator you'll you'll blood. have alligator blood Zarky. and probably... Yeah, but it's finished. So I mean, I would have thought. I would Victoria have thought. I would have thought. I would have thought <laughs> yeah. So what did you I, say I off the thought, top, Gerald, this morning? Wayne Hawks and, and uh, John O'Neill are what? What did you say we were? No, I'm, listen, I just want to say <laughs> I think Zaki's been an absolute superstar, but but it's he's like, twelve years you know, old. He's had hundred stars. Well, you know, you know I mean, it's Paul McCartney. He was unbelievable Saturday <laughs> night. It's unbelievable. But the rest of the Beatles aren't. There. I don't think he was so a Beatle. I don't think he's quite a Beatle. No, Zarky. no. But I'm just saying he was a star, but. He's past his best now. So yeah, you know what? Is it that? So that you're going to have alligator plate? blood and romantic warrior. It'll definitely go forward. It'll have to. So they'll be one two. Victoria Road will be there. Militarised goes back with a kid on it. He's a terrific rider, but it's back. Fangirl's back. Brightside should be in the paddock. Zaki can't win, and it's Brightside all over. should be That's in the it. paddock. What he run terribly second uh, the other day. Please, mate, don't tell me that Mr. Brightside. The other day. The Mooney Valley going, specialist. If he was going as good as what he was in Melbourne, he would have sprinted straight, just would have kicked those horses' brains in. Mm. And he did not. Very and tough. I'm not thinking he can win the Cox one, one, I think he's one, a champion, one, one, but one, I don't one, think he can yeah, win the Cox with the Hong Kong horse. So it's set for Gold Trip to sort of run a heroic third in the Melbourne Cup, lumping Yeah, but if he does that, that's what Very Elegant did well, last that, that's year. That's what he'll do. And, and, and as, long as, he, as long as he's hitting the line, and that might be ninth to fifth, That'll be good enough for He'll a run Melbourne huge Cup in the Cox Plate. He'll run home and run third or fourth. Hong Kong horse, does he win? No, we're not doing the Cox Plate oh, we, just yet. We're, we're about to put John O'Neill in the hot the, seat with the pressure index. Can you stick to the system? Jerry's in control uh, here. I will, I'll do your thing. We will go to the news with Nathan. Waitley on SEN. Sunset for the 150. Riff Rocket trying hard. Sunset's just in front. Riff Rocket won't quite get there and Sunset's. Sunsets has lasted from Riff Rocket. Tropical Squall grabbed by Autumn Angel. She's got it. Autumn Angel gets up to win it. A half leg Tropical Squall. You can actually hear the groans in those replays. Yeah. It's the beaten favourites. Two three-year-olds ran odds on, and everyone took the first three favourites as multis. That, that's all anyone did to start Caulfield Cup Day. They took Brave Mead, which won, into Riff Rocket, into Tropical Squall. What what interested me was Riff Rocket and Tropical Squall remain the favourites for the Derby and the Oaks, despite having their colours lowered. So they should, yep. Um, J-Mac said that Riff Rocket didn't really handle Caulfield, and it was a farcical run race. Like they, You could go quicker, Jared. In fact, Wayne could go quicker, oh, even with the throat operation. So I think you can forgive him. <laughs> I can forgive Riff Rocket. He'll go back to Flemington. My only concern with Riff Rocket, if he gets a truly run race Derby, we don't know if he can handle that pressure because he's been in two walking races so far. And with Autumn Angel going to the paddock, Tropical Squalls deserves to be favourite still for the Oaks. I think the Hippo might have pushed the button a little too Extravagant. early. Extravagant. 
Yeah. Arrogant. Yes. Just went, I'm on the best horse. Yes. Away we go. Well, it did have 59 didn't, too, right? Didn't need to so, go. So from a weight perspective, there was no chance she, that horse was yeah. going to win. Borderline. It, it'll go back to the Oaks. It's immoral. It ran it. A moral. It it's ran a eighty and got beaten. Yeah, but it carried 59. Yeah. It? 59 it'll be hard half. to be, I think. So it it'll drop back to um, set weights. It'll be fine. Uh, I was quite happy Riff Rocket got beaten because we own Sunset. So I thought Johnny Allen rode it really well. I had a look at Riff Rocket in the mounting yard. And for what it's worth, from my opinion, if that horse stays, I'll give up. Okay. It doesn't look okay. like it's a stay to me. It's a very, I mean, I don't know the horse, but it was quite light on the weekend and didn't really set all that well in the mounting yep. yard. So I would imagine, knowing Chris as I do, he'll go to the paddock with it. Okay. Is the eternal beaten favourite Tom Kitten going to the derby? No, I'm he's still in council. He's going to the Spring Hills. He'll win on Saturday in Sydney. Oh, Spring champion. Right. Tom James Cummings has been he, tipping that horse. He never tips yeah. for the last two months. He's the biggest cat I've seen in years. Oh. Um, now, your favourite segments. Shall we go? What do you reckon? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, first. no, first, I reckon. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the oh, no's. And with the positive. <laughs> I feel like Johnny O'Neill might have been nobbled on this oh, front from what I've been hearing. Yes. Who wants to go first? I'll, with their own? I'll, I'll go first. Go. Um, oh, no. Wayne Hawke says he never punts. I was there with him on Friday night. Oh. He backed a horse because Natalie Young tipped him this horse. She first up too. over 1,400. Who owned it? I owned Johnny O'Neill owned it. I never it. looked like winning. In fact, oh. I've been to two functions with Wayne this week, and he's told about two punting stories for a man that doesn't punt. Jeez, he's got a few punting stories. And Johnny O'Neill has tipped us every horse that he owns lately, apart from sunsets. <laughs> so uh, That's true. I know two lovely women who are with Nat yes. on Friday uh, around that sort of setup, and she tipped them sunsets and <laughs> dual. Which, if yeah. either of them were punters in any way, yes. but well, I'm just letting you know so I own no. sunsets. She, she hates certainly Wayne, didn't tip why. me sunsets. So, <laughs> so. That's the old no. Is if wife yeah. and sister-in-law were any way inclined yes. toward the punt. Glad I got the. Have you got an oh no? She goes straight to the top of my oh no, Natalie Young. Race Australia is giving two lots of tips. Who go figure? What happened um, to your good horse? What horse? The thing in the last in Sydney. Our T-boat. Yeah, what happened to it? Oh, no. That looks like a... I had something on it, and I saw the jock having a look at it, walking around the mounting yard. Was there a... It got vetted or something? What was the story there? Got vetted behind the gates, yeah. And what, what happened? Nothing. And Nothing. what happened in the run? And, and what happened in the run? Bled out of both nostrils. Oh, oh wow. That's oh, three no. months. Barred for three months. Wow, we... <clears throat> oh, no. I can't say. Don't go there. Have you got an oh, no? Okay, don't? and my oh, no is Racing Victoria. Again, <laughs> huge result. <laughs> Huge result on the weekend, yeah. fantastic day at Caulfield. Racing is in a great spot. And then when the racehorses retire, we're not putting any money in the fund to help them. I can't believe it. It's that, extraordinary. That warrants a little bit more thought, that does. Just quickly, last Wednesday's meeting, get rid of it. I know next year it'll probably be on the inner track, but get rid of it. Rail out I won the Coons. You thought it was a ripper Caulfield day. Guinness, the Caulfield Cup should not be a race meeting That's in between. That's ridiculous. All right. Now, positive. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Gareth. Tim Bailey, the job that he'd done with that track was enormous uh, there. Johnny? Uh, Melbourne Racing, Racing Club, Matty Kane, Josh, Alana did a wonderful, and Dana too. Yes. I had a wonderful day in the box. Uh, we obviously were down. They invited everybody into the mounting yard and having a really good chat with Matt. Apparently, Caulfield, with the money they're investing, are going to have the biggest mounting yard in the Southern Hemisphere for 900 people. Enough room for 900 people, for syndicators, all of the owners. 
to experience that get down in the change rooms, Jared, before the game. I think it's a great concept. Be great. Forward. After the race, the jockeys will hide from us. That's excellent. Yeah. Wayne? Righto. My yes, yes, yes. Righto. The Brisbane boys have come to Melbourne for a, um, what do you call it, the um, end of season trip, yep. staying at the Hyatt. Got here last Thursday morning, Googled, where is a Calcutta? Right? right. Where's a Calcutta? Simon Marshall's the MC. Didn't come up I'm, India, did it? Simon Marshall's the MC. Sorry. I'm on there with um, with uh, with Simon Zara. The boys have rang up the Aberfeldy Footy Club and said, "Can we come? We're coming from Brisbane. We, we're just in love with Wayne Orks and uh, <laughs> Simon Marshall." Yeah. All right, no all right. Be- no, no one no. they got beaten. The grant didn't make the grant. And they've it's they've lobbed. Little. They've lobbed. So they've come down from Brisbane. They're staying at the Hyatt. Did you change anywhere the in Melbourne club? Thursday night? They've Googled up. We've come, and so they've come to our Calcutta on did Thursday you charge, night. Did you that, charge? That the footy club no, for that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you charge? The no, footy I club didn't. For that? My son yeah. plays for the footy club. Okay. I charged nothing. Just okay. that lovely moment between Ollie and his son after uh, yeah. it's all kid and one. So yeah. th- this, these are to be cherished, aren't they? Yeah. There's only going to be the odds, Damien Oliver moment. I think the ride, Jared, was unbelievable too. I had something on it. It was vintage. Good ride. Yes, yes, yes. Something for the battlers in the coming week. We'll close out the means test next. Now, back to Waitley. Something between now and next Monday. The next big thing for Maccas, the new McCrispy. It's the next big thing. Johnny O'Neill, what have you got for the Battlers? Have something on Gringotts in Sydney next week. It's had no luck this time in at all, so make sure you're on each way. Gringotts. Wayne? Mount Popper will be 30 to 1 in the Geelong Cup. Mount Popper at Geelong. Tom Kitten into Tom Kitten into Gold Trip and Damien Lane's just tweeted in saying to Johnny, if you hit that horse thirty five times, I can guarantee you you won't be getting a five. <laughs> <laughs> Good Thanks, Frosty. Good yeah, work. Frosty. I love it. Frosty's the best. You need to get him on the show. <laughs> uh, the new McCrispy. It's the next big thing. Try today at Macca's. Well, available after ten thirty a.m. No Macca's for you. Wayne. Uh, think, oh, you can. I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, I love Macca's. I think we sort of got through relatively unscathed. Yeah, well done, Jared. Yeah. First up, I thought the boys were unbelievable under a new trainer. <laughs> what about what about well, the, what about the new horse, gag on me? What about tie? the new written tycoon horse with Trent Bussardin? What is it? Called Waitley. Waitley, oh, we've called it. Really? Waitley. Big, strong, you... athletic, handsome. Gelding? Is it a gelding? Handsome. Is it a gelding? Oh. No, it's a colt. <laughs> That's it's exciting. A cult. Yes. See you next so, Monday. Uh, get ready. <laughs>